This is the one with buxom fish from space. Guido's gunpowder plot. An Edie prawn complex. A diabetic stripper. And William Hartnell's library card. It's called The Vampires of Venice. Here we go! We're still on our endless voyage All through time and all through space With Sabine and angels now Dalek, Cybers, Ood and Wow Tennant, Smith and Eccleston And Capaldi, he's the man Doctor Who is cool again That was Russell's master plan Who back when? Reviewing all new Who there is Who back when? Subscribe and rate on iTunes please Rose and Donna, Amy Pond Rory, Martha and beyond Join us on this odyssey What other choice could there be but Who back when? Who back when? Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to yet another episode of Who Back When, a Doctor Who podcast. Or Doc Pasts. Moving swiftly on, this is in 066, <laughs> The Vampires of Venice. And I'm not alone, as you've already heard, people keep butting in. Who's this guy over here? Hi there, I'm Ponkin. How are yes, you doing? Yes, yes, yes. And this over here, this flesh person with <laughs> other different parts from us two is. Yeah, hello, I'm Marie. Nice! Yeah! <laughs> we are your talented trio, taking you through the episode. So here we are, episode six of series five, Rory's first spin in the TARDIS. And our first sort of centuries ago sort of pseudo-historical of this series. Had you seen this episode before? Yes. Yes, and no. 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 Oh, oh yes for me. And right? have you just watched it once? Today, or? Yes. <gasps> Ending about half an hour ago. Fresh. Oh, wow. Super fresh. Unlike this episode. So did you remember everything about this episode? I, I remembered disliking it immensely. Oh, interesting. Um, and I, tr- I really tried to watch it with an open mind and disliked it immensely again. But the third viewing... I w- you went back for a third? <laughs> Wait, as in you watched it, did you watch it twice? I watched it twice, like, for this podcast, oh. and I'd watched it once before. That is dedication. Yeah. Was the third time the charm? Do you know? <laughs> really? No, it, it wasn't. But Clearly it's not going to be with this episode. I was, Jim refused to watch it again with me, so I put it on while he was uh, making tea so I could make notes. Okay. And by the time tea was finished, I was only about two-thirds of the way through, and I was going, actually, this is better than I remembered. Maybe for, we were... For, for people across the pond, this is tea that you eat. This dinner, is dinner. Dinner yeah, time This tea. is not Sorry. a cup of tea. Northern yeah. tea. Otherwise, like, how long do they take to break up these? <laughs> oh, to make a proper brew, you got to have it half an hour. It takes about <laughs> half an episode of Doctor Who. <laughs> but yeah, so I, th- I think that I'm kind of revising that actually the first maybe two thirds of it are okay. The premise wow. is good. All right. I like the idea of the like vampires yep. and like, you know, there's a sure. nice setup. Yep. Don't like, <laughs> don't get me started on Amy. She, like, that's a whole other. Amy's thing. dreadful in this. She, yeah. Oh, she, I, I can't as a, cope as, with a, her as a person, as a person, person, yeah, dreadful, dreadful. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think it's the last like 15 minutes that absolutely kill it for me. Like, that's the worst. It's terrible. It's that is. So oh, bad. we're gonna get into it. I had seen this once before. Yeah. I only saw this once. Now I. I do not plan to ever see this episode again. <laughs> the only thing... I mean, I remembered Venice. Yeah. <laughs> and I remembered the vampires not being vampires, but fish. Yeah. That I remembered. And I was talking to Miriam last night. I was like, oh, I'm just going to watch it now. And she's like, oh, that one's awful. Mm. Like, what? Is it? Five minutes into it. She's so right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Miriam is wise. This is the worst episode I've ever seen. Yeah. It's... Yeah. Oh, fuck it. Shall we be scoured? Okay. Let's. Time for us to synopsize, lobify and summarize. So take a view and grab a brief and listen to this overview. This brief rule we like to call a bite-sized chunk of who. Bite-sized chunk of who? 
Having recently extricated himself from Rory's bride's voracious mouth attack, the doctor takes the ponds to 1580s Venice for some good old-fashioned romantic marriage counseling. Meanwhile, poor Guido's finding out there's not much of a future in the boat building business in the floating city of Venice, and decides to deposit his darling daughter at the Calvary School for Mysterious Girls. Unsurprisingly, the Calvaries are alien fish creatures, hell-bent on sinking Venice, and prostituting the local ladies to legions of sexually frustrated fingerlings with tingling dinglings. <laughs> <laughs> Be scout over, you are welcome. <laughs> Aren't you just? <laughs> right, so tell me what you really think about this episode. <laughs> <laughs> Would anyone like to start us off with a question? That is a question you just have. Sorry, Sam. <laughs> I, I, I spent my only cards. <laughs> okay, so it's Rory's first episode. They basically spend the entire episode emasculating him. Yep. Lit- uh, not, not literally, but well, he is referred to as a eunuch. He is. There's the whole. I have questions. My that. lightsaber's bigger than your yep. little torch thing. He has a broom that has to face off against a sword. <sighs> wow, I hadn't spotted all these phallic yeah. symbolisms. Yeah. The doctor can't be my brother. That's embarrassing. But Rory, my actual fiance, he can be my brother. That's that's such a sad scene. Yeah. Maybe Amy so is incredibly well sorry into incest. Yeah. You don't know that. <laughs> <laughs> possible this is like the one role-playing game that she's wanted <laughs> like she's tried to foist onto her husband to be for years and years no amy it's gross no no but come on you can be my brother you teach me some maths do my homework for me and now finally we're in 1580s venice the opportunity is at hand <laughs> <laughs> fuck me sibling so the, so the, uh, i'll cut maybe that bit the, the <laughs> <laughs> leave it i love it <laughs> Yeah, and then we end, well, I mean, not the, not literally the end of the episode, but almost the end of the episode is him sort of reluctantly going, oh, yes, I have to share my bride-to-be. We are her mm, boys. Yeah. Oh, mm. feel really sorry for him. Yeah. It is a proper character assassination for someone we don't even know yet. Yeah, there's, you're not given a chance at all to, like, like him. Well, there's one scene in this episode that I think is intended to be the scene, that this sort of his Save the Cat moment where he dares to stand up for himself and for everyone who's a companion mm. and he the one the scene where he goes like oh you make everyone want to impress you yeah sort of underlining are uh, you i don't need to impress you mm. you impress me but i don't feel the need to go you know to put myself in danger exactly or yeah. my loved ones and please don't put yeah please don't put my fiance in danger yeah exactly at the same time yeah the doctor doesn't hear that very often is that an effective scene though Mm. I think it leads to a more problematic scene for me, which is when the Doc and Amy... Um, the Doctor, as we've said in previous episodes, is having a lot of outbursts in the early Matt Smith run, and he yeah. has a proper go at Amy and shouts, and I thought Rory might stand up for Amy at that point and say, no, you can't talk to my fiancé that way, but actually he's just like, oh, great, you're taking Amy's safety into account, we're going to go, oh, bye-bye. Yeah. I read something else into that scene, and I don't know if that's if that was their intention, because he says thank you at the end of that scene, and then he walks off, and there's a look on the Doc's face which may be interpreted as, oh, wait, is he now deliberately trying to be an asshole to push her away from him into Rory's arms. No, I, I read it as that was him trying to stop. Like, Amy wants to impress the Doctor to save the day, and that was him stopping her. Huh. Resisting and, his urge. Yeah. Oh, so he's less of a... So it was yeah. a direct... Okay. Yeah. He's, he's doing the right thing, but he's doing less of the right thing than I, I had interpreted. Yeah. Okay. All right, interesting. I quite liked Rory's opening scene. 
Although we, he didn't do anything. The stag do. Yeah, yeah well, I remember that. When he was calling up Amy and being a nice, devoted fiancé and really cute and romantic. <laughs> and then, but yeah, that's his high point. It's, it is. It's really heartbreaking, actually, to see he's been really cute and romantic and he's only stag do and he loves us so much and they're getting married tomorrow and he's so excited. And then, contrast... Like then, when we see him with the doctor, and he's going, "Will we get the deposit back on the village hall?" Oh no, we'll have to cancel the salsa band. Like he's really thinking he has to call off the wedding. His fiance has effectively cheated on him. Yeah, well, like, like from he's that moment, heartbroken. Yeah, absolutely. And I think from that moment where he's inside the TARDIS, completely quiet. Yeah. From that point on, he's already relinquished. Like he's already admitted defeat. Yeah. Like, there's no way I can compete with this. Yeah. Look at like the inside is bigger than the outside. I I cannot compete I'm with out. this. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Get my deposit back. And and fucking Amy and I hate Amy. Oh right I now. hate Amy so, so, so much the, right now. She's awful to him. She's so bad. He confronts well he doesn't confront the doctor, but he wants to talk to the doctor about how the doc in his mind, the doc kissed Amy. Yeah. It's not the other way around. But he never confronts Amy about it, right? That's the thing I, I was thinking is, does she ever actually apologize to him? Does she ever say... She I'm gonna take that him to- and makes it all better. So mm. there you go. No. <laughs> that's that's also, a, that's a dreadful scene. It's like, what really does that bad. say about their relationship and about, and about fidelity and about... It's I mean, dare I say maybe the portrayal of female sexuality on this show? Yeah, I, mean, I think that... Not that okay. Very well, because the the scene essentially says Karen Gillan is hot. If the hot girl comes back to you in the end, well, you never had any cause to complain. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. It's basically saying she's out of your league, isn't it? He's lucky to have her, so he has to put up with anything that she throws at him. She treats him like shit. Yeah. Like, and, and what she throws at him, according to this episode anyway, I don't really remember how this their relationship progresses on screen. Yeah. But according to this episode, what she throws at him is physical. Like, it's the snog, it's that kiss. Yeah. That's what gets him to just go, it's all fine. Yeah. Like, it's okay. Yeah. That and barking orders. Yeah, but that's my point. Like, the, the, the rest of, aside from that so, kiss, she's just a, she's, she's a, really not a nice person. dismissive of him. Like, there's the scene where they have the psychic paper and he's the eunuch, and he goes, oh, what, what does this mean? And she's like, oh, explain later, and just walks off. It's like, fucking talk to him now. She doesn't have any time for him. And... I know that you're on an adventure and the doctor's there and da da da, but this is supposed to be the person that you want to spend the rest of your life with. Don't the, she's so dismissive of him. She's so pissed off that she now yeah, she it, she's not the centre of attention anymore. She has to share the doctor with him. Do you think she's also pissed off that she didn't get the doctor? I mean, the last episode was mm. it the last episode? Yeah, yeah, that ended with her trying to go to the Bone Zone with Dockmeister. That didn't happen, and instead of going to the Time Lord Bone Zone, mm. she's now back with her regular terrestrial husband to be. Yeah. What a disappointment! Yeah. So yeah, not even the good-looking one. Oh, not even the good. Oh, no. he's a good-looking man, by the way. He's a very good-looking yeah, man. Yeah, he's just got a, you know rather unbecoming floppy hair. <laughs> like I have to say, I, I like his hair. I adore Off Darville. Like we've, uh, I've been to see him in theatre twice. Oh really? <laughs> yeah, since he was on Not Who, and he is awesome. Was like, he nude in either of those appearances? Awesome. Ah, uh, sadly not. Uh, no. He's done nude stuff, has he? He has. Has he? Um, maybe I'm just imagining it. Anyway, I was going to say <laughs> something about. Amy, okay, we're really ripping it into Amy Hard for being incredibly immature here, and she's 26 years old, or thereabouts at this Wait, point. Wait, no, isn't she 21? Wait, what? I don't buy that for a second. I thought, I thought that, I thought you said that she was older than we thought. No, before. no, she's she getting married at 21. She was seven in the first series, and then doesn't he come back, isn't it? Uh, he he like comes back 12 years 12 later. 12 years later. 
Someone quick do that. No. Shit, this is something we should get. Wait, right. we should, wait, 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 wait. No, 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 no. It's she. No, no. It can't be seven plus twelve. She's not nineteen years old. There's another two added on to that when the doctor goes again yeah, to the yeah. moon and back. Yeah, but I when, think she's twenty-one. I'm pretty sure she's twenty-one. She's really? getting married incredibly young. Really? Yeah. Okay. I think maybe Weird. there was some confusion between the character's age and the age of the little girl actress who played young Amy. And so that's how we... I may have got that wrong, because maybe the actress was... The a- I think the actress seven. was like 10, but the character Amy is 7, yeah. Okay. What have you, right. found? What have you found? Uh, I just looked up... Uh, this is very ungentlemanly of me, but I looked up Karen Gillan's age. She was born... Oh, wait, hang on. What, where are we now? In two weeks' time. It's her birthday. Oh, uh, birthday, Karen. November 28th. Uh, she was born in 1987. When was this episode shot? 2010, so 23. But this has nothing yeah. to do with Karen Gillan's actual age. How old is Amy Pond, dude? Find that out. But I do wonder if that changes things, because it does maybe, she is acting quite immaturely, and she's she's had this little secluded life, her parents died when she was young, she's an orphan, um, she's latched on to her like, childhood sweetheart and got committed way too soon, basically, and maybe she's allowed a bit of a... I, well, I, I, I just say- read a massive spoiler accidentally about <laughs> the end of Amy Pond's life. Fuck! Oh, no! <laughs> Didn't you know? <laughs> <laughs> Completely forgot about one, one massive uh, thing. I, sorry, I just interrupted you there. Just going to answer your prior question. Thanks. Amelia Pond was born in Scotland in 1989. So she would be 21. 21. Okay. So she's 21. Completely right, completely right. And, mm. and that counts in the favour of relative immaturity, and so does, you know, having an imaginary friend, the Doctor, who she carries with her into adulthood. She isn't, yeah. you know, she, she will develop, surely, as she goes throughout this, this series. So to set up that development, we probably have to hate her a bit at first. Yeah. So she can take that character in a direction. But there are other ways of setting up a little bit of animosity towards a, a main character mm. than having her be unfaithful to another main character, both of whom we associate with fidelity. I mean, certainly from his point of view, he's the guy who waited, right? Mm. So yeah, the chap who waited, the dude who waited, whatever his <laughs> moniker is. So Bloke who waited? The bloke who waited. <laughs> the bloke who stuck around. So the, yeah, there's fidelity. That's at the heart of the ponds. He's more like the fellow who followed. <laughs> <laughs> Nailed it. This goes completely against that. Mm. I disapprove. Mm. Oh yeah, I'm not Sorry, saying I disapprove. approve. Uh, oh, I see you approve. You but disapprove even of the writing even choices. narratively, I disapprove yeah. of this. Mm. Is my point. Sorry, mm. I cut you off there. Go for it. No, no, I just said exactly what you said. But underneath you, you'll find out later. <laughs> nice. Looking forward to post. <laughs> <laughs> the introductory Rory scene, the cake scene, mm. definitely something I remembered. Of the few things I remembered of this, this episode, <laughs> in fact, my note is this is my second note into the the episode is ah oh, yes, I remember the cake. <laughs> Uh, and, <laughs> and glancing at my notes, even just sort of scrubbing through them, it is pretty clear I did not like this episode. Is that the almost positive wow. note? I remember it, the case. Note number one. The very first thing I've written is terrible. Oh. <laughs> That's pre-cake. Pre-cake, pre-cake I've already said terrible Isn't it perfect how the doctor comes out of the cake Facing the wrong way yeah. Not facing the camera And slightly <laughs> off vertical <laughs> Like they really thought that through I love that scene yeah. That scene is wonderful yeah. I mean the doctor is wonderful in it Yeah. Oh, I love the Lucy, lovely girl Diabetic <laughs> <laughs> 
What does he know? He's not like the uh, real heart to heart with her. Because you've got to convince her to let you get in the cake. He's not going to like bundle her off somewhere, is he? Oh, oh yeah. And you he reckon said, she, he said like, oh, well, there's lots of sugar in this cake. Get out of it quickly. <laughs> no, he was Run like, well, I can give you a replacement cake. And she's like, no, sorry, I'm diabetic. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Uh, what did he say again? Well, I can give you a replacement cake. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Matt Smith. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the emasculation of Rory, the doc even gets in on it with the lightsaber episode. Yours is bigger than mine. Let's not go there. Yeah, they, they, they go literally there. go there. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> they do. Personally, I thought that was kind of a fun line. Did you? But now that you're putting this into a, a context... Uh, when it comes on the back of every other... If, if that was a line right. in yeah. isolation, it would be okay. But do you think that they... Because they kind of did the same with Mickey. They make they turned Mickey into a joke in the beginning. That's he yeah, proved that's a himself at the end. Yeah, but in the beginning, he was nothing compared to the Doctor. Do you mean at the end when he turned into just template soldier boy? Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do you yeah. like Mickey Ricky? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you feel like they can't have two male characters? Like competing, they have to make it very clear there's a hierarchy and the doc wins. Yeah, one has to be alpha. That's always the doc. (sighs) Okay, so wait, hang on. What are we talking about? The emasculation of Rory. That should have been a great episode title. That's the title. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Oh, my goodness. Same page, 100%. (laughs) (laughs) Or we should just write that novel. (laughs) <laughs> but not show Rory. Oh. <laughs> Hasn't he been through enough? <laughs> Hasn't he? He can take a little more. <laughs> Segwaying from that, I can take us to a different topic, sort of. Please do. The emasculation of Rory, the eunuch reference. Mm. So we have the... The, the eunuch do- reference is also a great title. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Doc flashes the psychic paper, uh, the chap with the impeccable Italian pronunciation of Rosanna Calvieri. Signora Rosanna Calvieri. He immediately recognizes all of like their roles. Mm. He goes like, oh, your eminence or whatever it is. Your, your holiness. Your holiness, thank you. He doesn't say anything about Rory. Rory then looks at the cards mm. and goes, it says here that I'm your eunuch. Mm. Okay, so does the doctor project the former and does Rory project the latter? How does this work? Or is it the chap with the impeccable pronunciation who projects both? As I've understood the psychic paper, it's not the doctor doesn't create a backstory for them. He just shows them a blank piece of paper and they see whatever they need to see right. to make it okay. Because there are even scenes, I feel, in past or future New Who where, where he has to ask them, oh, who am I? Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. yeah. What have you just read from this piece of paper? <laughs> but Rory can read the piece of paper. Yeah. And he sees that he's a eunuch. So I'm, what I'm thinking is basically, is this how the world perceives him or is this his insecurity next to the dock? Um, where he goes, oh, I, I, am, I am literally emasculated. I yeah. am dickless next to this Time Lord. Yeah. Well, yeah, he's got a lot of stuff to deal with, and he hasn't even begun to process that. So you're saying it's Rory? Yeah, um, via the psychic paper in the mind of the thing. Because, you know, the Doc's standing there, and he's like, I can walk into any place. And the Doc is pretty formidable in this episode, mm, even yeah. if it is a shit parade. The Doctor does not back down <laughs> for one instant. He is ready for anything, and Rory is just walking in both their wakes. Mm. And so, yeah, you would see him and think, probably a eunuch. That's why he's slouching, you know, he's, he's ashamed of his in a lack his thighs rub together yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> and he's trying not to think about that with every step oh. Oh, oh, God. God. who is responsible for this shit parade oh 
I don't know. I didn't make a note of this. Why, I did. I expect that you did. Yes. Let's hear it, good sir. It's Toby Whithouse. You know him from such credits as School Reunion. Okay. Under the Lake, Before the Flood, The Gone Place. Are you saying, wait, sorry, did you say his name is Whithouse, as in the house of Whit? Yes. Whit. With an H. Yeah, Whit. The Whit. Oh, with an H. Yes. So, so... (laughs) (laughs) Way to shoot me down. (laughs) Sorry, go ahead. Under the lake, before the flood, the God Complex, a town called Mercy, and the Lie of the Land. So he's written a few. He must be BFFs with more. Very possibly. I only re- recognise a few of those titles. School Reunion was good. School Reunion was okay. Yeah, yeah, School Reunion was good. Who reunited? It was uh, Sarah Jane and Rose. Uh, well, Sarah Jane yeah. and Tenants, but Sarah Jane and Rose were the two companions who met. So, yeah, sorry, the reunion... Oh, fuck, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> it happened in a school. It made sense at the time. This, okay. spri- this uh, spritz is finally getting to my head. Oh, my God, you just said it happened in a school. Here's another one of my notes. I, I, <laughs> I have written... Ooh, the school of fish in brackets took me 33 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> it took me until you said. Yeah. Oh, oh, wow. score. Not just me. Like Not that. just good. me. <laughs> <laughs> Shall we talk about the school? Yeah, let's. Here's what I had as my uh, one of the candidates for introductory question. What exactly do they allegedly teach at the Calvieri school? Finishing school. Yeah. For ladies. For ladies. To be a Venetian lady. Oh, right. Yeah, how to wear your mask and... So it's just how, how to behave. Yeah, how to seduce, you know, eel, the, the doge on carnival, that sort of thing. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. I did not get that at all. Interesting. Oh, I yeah, got I that. Okay. You were too busy just glorying in your school of fish. <laughs> I, was, I, I hadn't even gotten to that yet. I was half an hour away from that. Well, it was a very strange school, wasn't it? I mean, they had that sort of one stone staircase set, which were beautiful. They just sort of stood around and it, just it, hovered. And it, was... it looked vaguely Venetian. Yeah. Yes, yes. Oh, well, yes. What did you think of the recreation of Venice as someone who has lived in Venice? Yeah, I lived in Venice. I lived in Venice for a year. And... This was not Venice. <laughs> no? I mean, they they had some B-roll footage in the very beginning. This is my, like, number three note or whatever. Pretentiously, I say, you would not have that view of the San Giorgio Maggiore from wherever that is. <gasps> That's just Lagoon, is it? <laughs> no, they have one of the Kodak moments of Venice in the very beginning, right? Mm-hmm. When when the doctor open arm goes like, Venezia, you know, that scene. The very beginning. Yeah, La Serenissima! Exactly, exactly there. And they're looking across the water and they're seeing the San Giorgio classic whatever if you look at it now then you see all the little like the pillars that look like candy canes and you have all the you know it's the codec moment mm. but that is taken from St. Mark Square from San Marco and they are not in St. Mark Square they are somewhere fictitious yeah. everything yeah. else is also bullshit like there are so many streets that look nothing like Venice wait stop there are streets there are no streets in Venice sorry there are two streets in all of Venice and yeah. they go down tons of them there are no streets in Venice there are tiny little alleyways and tons of canals but they just go down street after street that's very true and you can't even hide behind history because the whole point is Venice hasn't changed yeah, exactly there are a few things that I feel like if you're trying to recreate uh, Venice wherever they shot this on a stage or in some I'm, I'm going to say they went to some Eastern European city that's cheap to shoot in <laughs> Prague? Maybe, yeah. There's old stuff in Prague? Yeah, they went to Prague and they just found one part of the old town that had some alleyways that they could cheaply shut down for a day or whatever, a few days. And it just, there are a few things that if you're trying to recreate Venice there, those few things you need to get right. Like, for example, Venice, 
famous for fucking water. <laughs> <laughs> it seems like such a rookie mistake to have so little water in their recreation of Venice. You know, they have one pool into which there's a plank, which everyone seems to use at one time or another. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, that's true. I made a note, just sort of production-wise. I made a note later on where I. Was, what have I said here? Here we go. All the close-ups show tiny slivers of buildings that look vaguely Venetian, and this was not shot in Venice. Like, a telltale sign that you're shooting it somewhere other than you're purporting to be shooting it mm. is everything's a close-up. Yeah. Like, you don't yeah. get many wide shots of this is you in this place that we're saying that it is. Yeah. It's like a close-up, and you see a stone in the background. It's like, oh, that must be Venice. And you know the other thing as well, which is weird. What's that? <clears throat> Presumably, even though Venice is now full of tourists so it'd be full of more people than before yeah. as i said it hasn't changed that much no. so you could get up very early in the morning before the streets well the, the two streets and all the thousands of alleys <laughs> are full of people and take a fairly convincing shot of just you know the red roofs which is the you whole venice skyline you could 100 percent do that yeah I, I i'm sure you could just genuinely i think you could just buy b-roll footage of that mm, like yeah. you, you don't have to go to, you don't have to send a bbc crew to italy to shoot that footage you can just buy it on shutterstock or but something. if you're in budapest anyway then it's just you know a couple of countries <laughs> over so yeah why not <laughs> sorry Ooh, how about bratislava bratislava i've never been there love it <laughs> <laughs> i've been there by mistake did you or, take a wrong turn at huddersfield <laughs> what happened <laughs> we were trying because we were trying to fly Oh, what was it? It might have been Budapest, and I just clicked the one above by mistake. Oh my god, this is the best story. <laughs> That's awesome! <laughs> well, did you actually spend time there? Yeah, well, because we were supposed to be going to Croatia, and being a poor student at the time, the only way I could afford to get to Croatia was via Budapest. Um, and then we didn't fly to Budapest, so instead we went round uh, Poland and Slovakia. and. That's awesome! Yeah. It was really nice. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. Oh, I want to go on an accidental holiday. <laughs> Just Brass close your eyes and click a button. Click, click, click. Yeah. <laughs> Sky scanner roulette. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I have one final question before we get off the subject of Venice. Oh, go for it. How would you say Rosanna Calvieri? Rosanna Calvieri. There you go. Oh, does she it's not it with, hard. She spells it with two R's. Calvieri. I would still say Calvieri. Yeah, yeah, there you go. I googled Calvieri in case it was a historical reference or something. Tis not. The only... And I, I even found, like, here's how you translate it from, quotes Italian to Spanish to Russian to everything. And every single phrase that I found translated were quotes from this episode. Uh -huh. Oh, wow. Uh, so, I don't know. Maybe it was an actual surname, but it certainly mm. wasn't very prominent. Yeah. It could be something you just saw on an old gravestone somewhere. Yeah. Rocking Definitely. around, you know, Bucharest or wherever you are. Yeah. Yeah, certainly. I, Somewhere that isn't Venice. It seems Italian enough. Marie, you sound like you have a point. Oh, that is the sigh <laughs> of someone with something on her mind. Just going back to the school. <laughs> Let's um, so it really bothered me that the guy, Guido, mm -hmm. drops his daughter off, desperately wants his daughter in the school. Yeah. Some unidentified time later we land here and he's desperately trying to get her out of the school it yeah. didn't seem like very much time had passed to it me. seemed like a day had passed yeah. it was like later that afternoon yeah. I regret it why where are you he, where why are you why has he changed his <laughs> yeah because actually not much time can have passed because she's still human she hasn't been turned into a fish yet yeah 
You're right. It can't be that long. So it, the only what happened to change the only mind? explanation that I can give you is that someone told him something about them in between. Like he dropped off his daughter, then he goes to some trattori- uh, like wherever. Like he goes to have a spritz somewhere. Yeah. Tells his mates, like, like, oh, "Hey, okay. hey, Paolo, hey, Beppe, <laughs> check it out. Hey, Luca, <laughs> hey, Luca, check it out. You remember my my daughter? What's her name?" Isabella. Isabella. You remember my daughter Isabella? You remember my daughter Isabella. <laughs> Isabella. Oh, sorry. Uh, you remember? Yeah, yeah, I can't. I, <laughs> I can't do a fake English accent doing a fake Italian accent. <laughs> I'm terrible with accents. But he's like, oh, you remember my daughter Isabella? Well, I just dropped her off at that school. What did you just say? Don't you know they're all like crazy monster ladies and they're like real weirdos and they never get to bang the doge? Oh, shit. <laughs> I need to get my daughter out of there right now. You know, cut to two hours later. Isabella, where are you? Isabella. Yeah. Absolute garbage. Also, they're like, they're not really hiding their identities. When he shows up there and he gets like knocked down by what's his face, the creepy son who bones his mom. Francesco. Fra- <laughs> Francesco. <laughs> Francesco. <laughs> Fuck my mother, Francesco. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've got him. <laughs> that's it. That's it. That's it. He just shows off his, I mean, would be fangs, like his yeah. fish teeth. Yeah. <laughs> like, wait. What? That's like sending up a flare. Like, hey, Guido, tell people. (laughs) (laughs) Also, on the subject of teeth, we've had way too many teeth this series already. Oh. We had it in Weird Fish Thing in the first episode. We had it with the Angels last week. Now we've had it again. We've had it in like four of the six episodes so far. Enough with the teeth. (laughs) (laughs) That's a super good point. I didn't even think about Weird Fish, what's it called, creature. Yeah, and Olivia Coleman. Olivia All of them opening their mouths to yes. reveal pretty much the exact same teeth. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, Come true. on. Oh. It's just losing the effect, but anyway, that was my note. Carry on. <laughs> what did you think of the plan to have Amy infiltrated? Because it seemed like Doc and Rory could just get in without her. How would they get in without her? Like well, they do every like five minutes. Like, the doc just walks in and out. He's sat by the door once, but most of the time he's just back in the throne room. Actually, yeah. that's a good point. Yeah. He, they didn't even need the tunnel. But, I mean, even if they had needed the tunnel, they could just take the tunnel without Amy. <laughs> like, is it that yeah. difficult to open that, <laughs> whatever it was, that well? It's not even a well, because it's not leading into water, because they walk through a dry tunnel to get there. And at no, at no point did he say, like, what's the trapdoor made of? Maybe my sonic screwdriver could uh, open that. Yeah. Oh, it doesn't work on bolts! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it could be bolted, fuck's yeah. sake. Also, what is that very useful room, the giant drain room onto which all the other doors of the house must open? <laughs> what oh, is yeah. that for? Do they all take a shit at once? Is it a communal <laughs> thing? <laughs> what is that for? Is that where they had the the dead, not yeah, vampire? In the, tr- in the like, trunk like a pirate chest. Oh, yeah, you mean which the was un- super weird. Yeah. You mean the Nosferatu who needs some Nivea visage quick? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> because he's worth it. So there, there's... Uh, yeah, that's L'Oreal, isn't it? Sorry. Oh. Uh, oh, damn it. I was hoping for a sponsorship. Oh. The, the, <laughs> it, it did conjure up memories of vampire... Not Vampire's Diary. The di- No, Interview with a Vampire is what I'm thinking of. Because there's this, there's a one... You've seen Interview with the Vampire, right? So no. They, in, <gasps> no. Educate me. Oh, oh shit. Oh, oh, why? Why bother? I don't, I don't even... Good. I mean, this was 93 or 94, and I don't know if I want to spoil this for you because it's such a good film. Just watch it, man. What? Really? Yeah, it's great, really? It's great. I mean, half, uh, roughly half of Podcast Land is currently disagreeing with us. <laughs> no! How dare they? 
That's what I mean. It's definitely the best one of that series film adaptation. It's hugely Tom Cruise's best role by far oh, in anything. What? Yeah, and possibly Pitt. And Brad Pitt. No, uh, yeah. Brad Pitt's best performance. Sorry, we need to have this. Tangent. And Kirsten Dunst's. Definitely Kirsten Dunst's best one. Did she get an Oscar for that? Did she? Or a nod? Mm. Maybe. No, she was too young. She's They're too not young. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, Brad. It's not Brad. It's Brad Pitt's second best one. His <gasps> absolute best one. Are we gonna Are we gonna be aligned on this one? I'm gonna one, say. Two, three. One, two, three. Oh. Yes! Ah! Yes, four monkeys! <laughs> it's it's all right there. Look, listen, Neil, pray, commercials. Oh, it's so good. So God, good. I love that film. Please tell me you've seen 12 Monkeys. Yeah, I've seen 12 Monkeys. Oh, okay. good. Yeah, that wasn't a spoiler. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah, so in uh, Interview with the Vampire, there is one room mm. which opens up to the sky. Yeah, oh my God, yeah. It's not quite an atrium, but sort of an atrium. And it's right. There's yeah, that yeah. scene yeah. Uh, where such a good scene. where one might deposit mm. a vampire to w- await sunrise. Yeah. And uh, this kind of, I mean, that's what I thought of anyway. Mm. There's a dead in brackets not vampire in this one room. I didn't get that because I took it more. There was they said it was some people don't. Um, Survive the process. Survive the process. That's a stretch, by the way. Which was a stretch, yeah. Where you, you look get- at one dead vampire and you go, mm. <laughs> Yeah, but, and then Fish Guy basically affirmed what they said. It's like, yeah, 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 yeah. Some people don't Absolutely. survive this. Francesco. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can we talk about the vampires? Please. And sunlight? Yes. So, we're escaping. Everybody's there. <laughs> They've just this daring rescue. The boat's right there. Your dad's right there. Um, you just have to pass through this one little bit of daylight. But, yeah. oh no, it's too bright. I can't, I can't do it. I have to go back into the cave of vampires. That, that, yeah. That's just a massive pisser off. Literally the next scene, she is stood in broad daylight, about to jump into the Mm. I'm oh Venetian, I can swim. I didn't think about that. They're Not all standing even, in daylight. They're all there. They're they all are there. all standing in daylight. Yeah. Oh, you are so what? right. Wow. There's no consistency whatsoever. You see them so much in daylight and they don't even flinch. Screw this episode. I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I have another question. Let's hear it. Which is how viable is a tunnel under Venice? <laughs> Because it's like a super muddy lagoon, right? And they just drive loads of piles in to put the houses yeah, to support is... them. So there's no... How, how the fuck do you dig a tunnel through that soil? That which is only ac- accessible during low tide or something. Yeah. So this is, in my mind, this is just the Indiana Jones syndrome. Mm. It, which one is it? The one with the Ark of the Covenants. What's it called? Raiders of the Lost Ark. Mm. Where he goes to Venice... And he goes into a, a church which has like <laughs> the, these massive catacombs, like this network of tunnels beneath Venice. Like, no. No. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> Absolutely not. But if it works for Indiana Jones, then it will work for the Doctor in like yeah. five minutes of absolute gibberish. Yeah. Oh, honestly, the one city in the world. Where that That's what I'm saying. They just did sense. not get stuff right. No. Basic stuff. Here's another basic thing they didn't get right, which really pissed me off. Daytime, nighttime. Mm. There are several times where in my notes I've gone like, wait, hang on. They went into the tunnel and it was daytime and then they came out of it and it was suddenly dark? Mm. Like, wait, in, in, it literally, the, from one cut to the next, the whole day has passed. The yeah. sun has set. Absurd. And the other yeah, way around. Yeah, and the other way around. That's the thing. They must times. have been under the school for like eight hours because yeah. then when they do try and escape, it's broad daylight. Yeah. There's nothing, there's no dusk. There's do, no you know, do you know yeah, how long it, that tunnel had to be to be viable and how deep? They had to start that thing in the Alps. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only way that works. 
Yeah, here's, here's one of the... When he goes into... he It's daytime, he goes into... This is before they've infiltrated it. Mm. Daytime, he goes in and he, like, goes downstairs where he looks in the mirror and yeah. he sees the the... Half turns. I actually quite like that scene. Actually. I like that scene yeah. as well. Possibly one of the only positive things I've written <laughs> in my notes is that the the mirror explanation is really good. Yeah, I yeah. like that. I like that. Even though it but comes what, afterwards, as in because your brain doesn't know what to Replace to it. imagine. Yeah. yeah, because the yes, that so it was takes out good. everything. That was yeah. nice. That's a wonderful. I mean, yeah. that's something that they could use in a better episode that uses actual quote unquote vampires, which <laughs> turn out to be aliens. Yeah. But where we get a sci-fi explanation for the vampire myth. Mm. That's the one I want to see. Not fucking fish in fake Venice. Mm. But um, anyway, so he goes downstairs. He meets these women. It's daytime. He goes upstairs. And all of a sudden, it's nighttime. Mm. There you go. And also, just him running up the stairs is fairly lame way of escaping. Yeah. Why did they just let him escape? Yeah. In fact, wait. No, 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 no. They don't let him escape. The sunlight prevents them from going upstairs, and when he's <laughs> upstairs, it is nighttime. nighttime. That's how he escapes. Mm. Goodness. Mm. I see what oh, it's not lazy. Just, it's not just this episode. It's the. I mean, this is going to be a very brief tangent, hopefully. But the the Hobbit films, like where in the Lord of the Rings, <laughs> sounds films, like a big tangent. <laughs> in the Lord of the Rings films, they established okay, orcs hate sunlight, so we bred urukai, and then in the Hobbit films, it's just like. Ah, we need a whole bunch of orcs that can walk, that can just take sunlight. Okay, here are some. Yeah. <laughs> and so it's just, why can't you work within these narrative constraints? Why can't you accept them? Yeah. yeah. And work around them? Yeah. Why is it so baffling and so difficult? <laughs> it didn't need to be nighttime when he got to the top of the stairs, no. did it? Nope, not at all. No. He's but just looking in the mirror for that long. He's like, hello, handsome. <laughs> <laughs> mm. I got lost in my eyes. She has got the capability of controlling the weather. Like oh, they with, start the, a, with a thunderstorm. With, with technology, big, yeah. With technology, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Wouldn't it have been nicer if it was constantly overcast and there was no sunlight and then they could walk around and they could fly? Like, oh, wait, why wait, can wait, they wait. fly? Why can they fly? They can fly. Why can't they fly? Yeah, wait, wait, okay. <laughs> a, where were you when they were penning this? You should have definitely just bumped up this script a little bit because that's, that's brilliant. Yeah. Yes, that gives them the shade that they need. Yeah. And B... Wait, why can't they fly? <laughs> There's only one scene in yeah. which only like three or four of them fly, and yeah. it's for a completely pointless, the pointless go, reason. Oh, we're like, on the second floor. Yeah. yeah. But wait, why don't they just constantly. They're fish. Fish, <laughs> like, famously do not fly. <laughs> Flying fish. Flying fish. Yeah, yeah not like. Know. Yeah, but yeah. <laughs> that's more like jumping fish. They're not like, hey, we're going to have Leap. Imagine if they're just leaping past the window. <laughs> That would be great. They could make that sort of a, like a aerial ballet. There happens to be just a fountain just below the window. <laughs> yes. Oh, but what, no, but seriously, why do they fly? why do they build that into it? Cinematographically, that looked very much like the Shakespeare episode, by the way. Yes, it did. With the witches outside the window. Mm. Um, another thing that... Why do they do that? Yeah. Uh, okay. When <laughs> why did they do it? <laughs> when she's going to drown herself, she's like, I failed. All the female fish people that I converted are dead. So I might as well jump in and let my sons eat me. Sexually. She takes off her cape that she's not wearing because it's a projection and her gloves that she isn't wearing because it's a projection like oh yeah i know i know i know i know know. if it's real and she undresses and so does francesco 
Yeah, two scenes that bothered me. In that scene and in the fencing scene, because is he a fish that's actually toting a real saber? Yeah, how is he or holding is that? that not ju- I assumed that that was just a figment of everyone's imagination. <laughs> <laughs> and why, Rory's a nurse. Rory's intelligent. Why does he use the broom backwards? Oh, and just <laughs> stab him with, yeah. like, the birch yeah, end of it. Yeah. Like, that's, yeah. I hate that scene. That's such a pathetic scene. I, I think that's yeah. from a slapstick. I, 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 occasionally I enjoy a little bit of slapstick, and that's almost endearingly dumb. No, I hated that scene. That was so bad. That was <laughs> so bad. Yeah, it's just saying Rory can't handle his phallic implement. Yeah. He is useless. That's exactly it. what it's saying, yeah. yeah. Even if you had a dick, Rory, you wouldn't know what to do with it. Oh, yeah. Rory. <laughs> it's true. I have a very specific beef with this episode. Let's hear it. Okay, the doctor says, oh, I'm glad Casanova's not here because I owe him a chicken. Is that because Tenon played Casanova? Oh, maybe. Oh, that would be good. Okay. Yeah. But that still doesn't justify the fact that throughout this episode, there are chickens everywhere. (laughs) (laughs) Half a dozen scenes with chickens just running hither and thither. (laughs) That's ingenious. When when Francesco is waving his sword around expertly, he sets the chickens running and he he swishes it with such a plomb, I thought that chicken breasts would just land on a Venetian plate in front of Rory and Francesco would say, you are next. (laughs) But no. But there are just... I made notes of when the chickens popped up and oh, like half a dozen times. Oh it drove me crazy. <laughs> Did you Pick something else. Pick a pig. Pick something you don't have. So you used to make a note of the Sonics. You were like, oh, Sonic number one, Sonic use number two, Sonic use number three. Now it's just like the chicken counter. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Oh, I did like Rory's line. Yes, I want to talk about it now. I'm getting married in 430 years. Yeah, yeah good line. Nice. Excellent line. Yeah. Speaking of lines... Is this a deliberate reference to the oncoming storm? We have a quote from uh, What's Her Face Calvieri, by which I mean Rosanna Calvieri, <laughs> uh, <laughs> who says, The storm is coming. She's referring to the storm storm, but she's mm. just been talking about the doctor, mm. one of his monikers, the oncoming storm. Yeah, and do you know what? Do you know what? When the doctor was facing her down in that scene which i think is a good scene yeah that they have one-on-one in the throne room yeah i was getting hints of eccleston i he was burning in that scene for me oh. it made me actually think of eccleston burning uh, he was really That's a great intense. scene by the way yeah it is isn't it yeah. Th- they're just constant sparring and th- they're also thinking like well we're members of this very exclusive club it's like the uh, you know in men in black or the aliens probably at some point they just meet up and play cards <laughs> and they just talk about you know the good old days and the home world but that's such a cool scene. I like to say, oh, well, you're another immigrant. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And because you're an immigrant, maybe you'll be on my side. Yes, exactly. Also, however, but... Hang on, hang on. I haven't done right, saying good things about that scene. <laughs> because Toby Whithouse also wrote School Reunion, and that's very much like the interaction he had with Anthony Stewart Head. Oh. In, that's, in that episode where he... He was trying to win the Doctor over. He was trying to seduce the Doctor to be part of his evil plan. Oh, that's To unlock the code of the universe. So that's a Toby Whithouse trope. And and it's good that he sets up sort of an equal with the Doctor, rather than, well, this is a bad guy and and we just root for the Doctor. It's nice to have someone on his level. Does that happen in the... I've forgotten what the other episodes were. I only remember Town Called Mercy. But does that happen in any of the other House of Wiss episodes? You know, I'm not sure. I can't remember. Uh, Podcast land. (laughs) If yes, if no, 
Well, what I was going to say about that scene is that you were going to shit on it, weren't you? No, no, no. I was going to say I wasn't. I liked that scene. I liked that scene. <laughs> okay. However, however, however. <laughs> so she comes to him. She says, "My species will be extinct. Only the male survived. We were going to die out if we don't do something." Yeah. She's come up with a solution. It's not the nicest solution. It destroys the city. It kills a lot of humans. Yeah. Isn't this the point where the doctor should step in and say, I can relocate you. Like, yeah, I, can and I can find a planet for you that isn't inhabited, that has an ocean. We'll, we'll combine your DNA we'll, with frog DNA and yeah, we'll make a we'll fish make park. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Like, he normally does that. He offers a, an out and then the bad guys are but the bad guys and they want to do it anyway. She's not a bad guy. She's a good guy. If, he, if he'd have offered a solution to go somewhere she may else, have taken it. she probably would have taken it. All she cares about is the survival of her race. I mean, it's out of desperation that they're there. They've yeah. been escaping. They don't want to kill people. They just want to survive. Yeah. Yeah. And exactly. he didn't give her that chance. I thought that was a bit... Is it... Hang on, hang on. Oh, sorry. Go Isn't the solution that he's got rid of all the ladies, so they're back to square one? So what they do, because they can all apparently fly, is they get out of the fucking water, they find another watery city, and they start all over again. Uh, Nothing has changed. Wait, 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 wait. Hang on. Another question. Holy shit. This didn't dawn on me until now. Like, the main fish people have just been walking around on land. Yeah. Why do they need to flood Venice? I, yeah, because I... Because that's where they make their sweet love. I was wondering if well, it was I a mean, male-female thing, but her son is walking around on yeah. land, so it's not. Right. I mean, it, not. Well, looking at him when, when she is about to kill him, when um, Amy is about to kill him with the mirror. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh and that explodes. is the worst moment. Oh, that is oh. awful. Yeah. But, but, but wait, just to, just to say this, he looks more like a crustacean than a fish he yeah. has like six yeah, legs he, he can walk around he has legs for fuck's sake he is not a fish yeah, yeah hence yeah. the ediprawn complex exactly <laughs> yes <laughs> exactly so why do they i get that they also can thrive in water mm. but i mean they're amphibious well they don't i guess they don't like daylight so it's easier in water because they're out of the sun oh i suppose yeah that makes sense yeah, yeah, they don't want to dry out and they they don't have that many perception filters going around yeah but they don't i mean if their plan is, well, we're gonna, we need to sink this whole city so that we can all, what, like, live in the sea? There is a huge fucking ocean out there. Mm. Like, you don't have to sink this one city, which is fairly close to the mainland. <laughs> 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 oh, no. It just, the, the whole alien plot makes no sense yeah. to me. Another space fish reference. Did you notice that one of the shots of, uh, what's her face? Rosona on a balcony. <laughs> She's on a balcony, mm. and there's a teeny tiny stone space fish gargoyle on the balcony railing. Oh, Is that right? Yeah, screenshot. Screenshot. I will absolutely put a screenshot of that on <laughs> whobagwell.com. Absolutely. Absolutely. Indubitably. So, wait, are we to believe that, what, like, just to fuck with the humans who live nearby, who maybe have a view of this balcony, they went to the effort of employing a mason to... <laughs> fashion a tiny gargoyle that looks exactly like their alien species to put it on the balcony railing. Oh, that was done by Carlo. He's a man of many talents. <laughs> oh, but he should have been Carlo. played by Christopher Lee. Car is Ooh. Carlo human? Oh, I was so. thinking that as well. Yeah. And where does he go? And what, and he just how, disappears. Why yeah. does he yeah. work for them? Two and a half acts into this, he's no longer needed. <laughs> <laughs> the House of Wits. Had, he had served his purpose uh, for the House of Wits. The throne... Oh. Is the. <laughs> everything's controlled by the throne. You must destroy the throne. Yeah. However, I'm just going to climb up to this big thing. And oh, look, there's a handy off switch here. 
Yeah. So because yeah. I got to out tenant tenant from Evolution of the Daleks. I know he was on the Empire State Building, but I'm in I'm in Venice with a golden globe. Uh, and, and also the I'm so hungry episode. Can't remember mm. what it was called. Oh, is that when that was? Where he Idiot's goes up Lantern. to Ali Pali. Idiot's Lantern. Idiot's Lantern. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Well, it's both of those episodes. Is it both? It's both, wow. right? Okay. He climbs up onto a, an antenna and gets basically hit by la- How light lightning. How phallic is this episode going to get? <laughs> <laughs> because I tell you what, if they send Jodie Whittaker up a massive pole-shaped structure, there are going to be letters. <laughs> <laughs> From you, <laughs> I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna wade into that controversy. I'm gonna let that play out in real time. <laughs> and also, Rosanna, Rosanna Calvieri is awfully nonchalant about the Doctor just having unfettered access to that throne. Like, yeah, like he's like. Could you go away for five minutes? And she's like, certainly. And off she goes, and she just disappears. I, I found myself wondering, is she going to come back? Did she get struck by lightning? What happened? And, yeah. and then she did, and it was even worse. I mean, yeah. Oh, there's also some terrible exposition dialogue from Amy and Rory. Okay. Which is, the sky, it's like it's boiling. <laughs> oh, no. Sound bite that, if you can. It's, what, do you know when that is? It's probably about 37 minutes in. Sky, it's like it's boiling. Oh, wow. And it's off screen. And there's, I tell you what, there's lots of weird added in post dialogue as well. When Francesco says, did you say something about mummy? Oh. And you look at his mouth. Oh. He's not oh. saying those words, though. Why did he oh. say that? So, so that's the you... best line they could come up with after the mummy. event. Really? That was idiot. You know for a fact that Francesco breastfed until he was like 17. He's still doing it now. <laughs> Would you like a top up, by the way? Ooh, yeah. On that subject, if, speaking if, of breastfeeding until you're 17. <laughs> if your perception filter if your perception filter was what was creating the image of these vampires, would they not just all be stacked? If your perception oh, makes, filter yeah. makes perfect make, sense. Like, what? Do, why do the fish... Why do the people in the water not recognise her? Does the pers- why doesn't the perception filter? Can't they just? Can't they? <sighs> yeah, and have they not memorised who she is? Have they not seen her walking oh, around at any previous stands. point? <laughs> the <Why>? desperation on <laughs> Marie's face right now. <laughs> <laughs> Priceless. Just ground to a halt <laughs> with the sheer inanity of it all. <laughs> I'm done. Yeah, so she takes off all of her clothes, save the... the save the white. good stuff. What, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> her sexy nighty yeah. uh, underneath in order for, I assume, her, her sons... Yeah. Her 10,000 ravenous sons... To mistake her for any of the other girls, presumably she's been feeding like, myriad would, girls. Why to would them. they eat them? Why don't they mate with them? Because they're not uh, compatible, like genetically compatible, right? That must be it. Yeah, yeah, they <laughs> haven't been filled with the right blood. Uh, Gross. So yeah. they think, well, they're good for the eating. I liked the scene. the The green room was quite creepy when they had the drip up and they were going to fill Amy with vampire blood before we knew they were fish and when we thought they were vampires. Yeah. Why the green light? Why the sci-fi setup? Because all they're doing is like a, a transfusion. All they're doing is making it harder to see the veins, actually. If you, Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, good point. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're, they're making it harder to see the veins and they're sucking some blood out of them mm. and then they're performing a transfusion. Yeah. Uh, why? You don't need all that. Like, I mean, they're not... It's not like she's strapped to or they're strapped to all these, like, 
super high tech gear. They're strapped to a contemporary chair. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> With contemporary yeah. leather straps. Yeah. And but then we have a sci fi lights. Room. And yeah, exactly. You have electricity in the room. Maybe just sci fi <laughs> it up a little bit, House of Wits. <laughs> like, uh, maybe you could do something else here. Mm. How do they pump the blood back into the girl? Like, do, is Francesco just like pouring blood into a sieve? <laughs> Like Charity. How? They just they that he puts a hook at the top above her and it just drip like drips. Really? That's how they in. get blood back into yeah. it. And there's not like <laughs> oh, it doesn't matter what your blood type is. No, no, no. We don't care about that. It's Human fine. blood. Like yeah. Yeah, as long as we just replace it with blood alien blood, yeah. you will turn into an alien. That's how it works. That's how it works. Yeah. That's how they built Jurassic Park. I think so. <laughs> they took a frog and then like through gravity they had dino blood drip into the frog and it turned into a brontosaurus. Yeah, sure. Okay, I'm going to say one good thing and one bad thing about that scene. Constipated triceratops. <laughs> oh, right, sorry. <laughs> well, I can't top that. <laughs> Spoilers <laughs> for Jurassic Park. <laughs> Still haven't seen it. Anyway, <laughs> I liked what? Mummy's speech about your humanity will be Don't a call dream. her Mummy. Mummy. She was Mummy for me all the way through this. Oh, okay. Mummy's speech about humanity. Your humanity will be a dream now faded. But I did not like how Amy knew exactly where to kick Ugh. Mummy on the hip. Yeah. Based no, on that's what? Ki- no. Yeah. So we're going to strap down your hands, but not your feet. Yeah. Like, you're not completely restrained. Ran oh. out of straps. I mean, it- there are some S&M sides I can direct <laughs> the House of Wit to where he could learn a thing or two. Like, <laughs> Um, what, but why is she still conscious as well? Because when Isabella talked about it, you go into oh, the room, yeah. you lose your memory, yeah, and then time. you wake up here. So we, pre- I presume that they point. were gonna put like um, put her to sleep and then do something to her that she can't. Yeah, or that she of. just passes a passes out. Yeah, they lost her blood or whatever. Yeah, she isn't even aware that they're taking the blood from her. She would say, "Oh, and then he bit me, and then I blacked out." She doesn't know any of yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. In that scene where she's talking to Amy, she very clearly has the bite marks. Yeah, I mean, like we, the audience. Clearly we are know. shown yeah. the bite marks. Yeah, that, that is on the side of the neck closest to camera at all times. Yeah, exactly. Are we to believe that she has noticed that she has these bite marks? Like, I've she been here for... She herself in the mirror. Oh, clever. Oh, Wait, no, 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 no. <laughs> no. Oh, hang on, they can she's probably not see wear- themselves Yeah, in the she's not wearing uh, what one of those... What, what's it called? The perception filters? filters. Uh, yeah, she's still human. Yeah, okay. I mean, relatively speaking. All right. Yeah. Yeah. All over my point. And just because the doctor can't see them in the mirror, they presumably can see themselves in the mirror. Yeah. 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 Okay. I've got a question for you. Oh, about hang on, hang on. I'm oh, going to draw attention to the stupid, ironic thing in that scene oh, that I just thought of as well, which is that 10 minutes earlier, the doctor was saying, tell me your entire plan. Oh, well, that never works. What a stupid thing that would be were that to happen. <laughs> and then that's exactly what they do with Amy! <laughs> <laughs> that's so true. That is so true. I didn't register that at all. I really liked it when he said it, but you're so yeah. right. You're so right. <laughs> I liked it when he said it, but I also think that was a really shitty spoiler because that was the clip that they showed at the last week's episode bit. Oh, was it? And it's like, that's the best line in the thing. <laughs> You've given it away. <laughs> yeah, that is a theme for this series as well. Just let your episodes speak for themselves. Yeah. yeah. Oh, we're going to get into another one of those get off my lawn moments where... Honestly, you know, <laughs> um, the only reason I forgive you at all is because my memory is that bad. Bad. <laughs> you were going to say something. Yeah, there are two things I want to say about Isabella. But first off, a question because we we segued from that. Oh, what were we talking about? Oh, we were talking about the mirror scene. That's what we were talking about. Yeah. So in that mirror scene, why are all of them talking in unison? Like they're talking as though it's one voice. Why were they saying that in unison? Because, because that's super, super creepy. creepy. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well done. Well done. <laughs> Another one of uh, the potential introductory questions was, do they share some sort of hive mind? Because that's how it's portrayed, though. It's as though it's actually Rosanna who's talking through all of them. Yeah. Like, it's one person who's talking through four or five, you know, people. Just a word of wisdom, Toby Whithouse. Stick clear of hive minds in general, because whenever hive minds <laughs> have come up in Doctor <laughs> Who, we've just forensically taken it to pieces, and it never adds up and makes any sense. Mm. Just just leave that concept alone. Oh, my God. Do you know what I... Sorry, just uh, tangent. I want, at some point, let's say one showrunner from now... I would like them to go, like, while they're in the writing room, they're like, oh, this is what we're pitching for this season. No, 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 we can't do that, because Who Back When is going to tear us apart. (laughs) Yeah! Oh, my God, please. Life goal. (laughs) Done. All right, that's happening. (laughs) Okay, Uh, the the other thing that I was going to say about What's-Her-Face, Isabella, was... When she drowns, hmm. why does she have to narrate the whole <laughs> drowning experience? Oh, <laughs> it's like, oh, oh yeah. there was something that touched me. Oh, no, I'm, I'm <laughs> dipping into the water. Oh, no, oh, it just bit me. Oh, no, I'm not going to be able to breathe. Oh, no, here I go. Uh-oh, <laughs> it was my last breath. <laughs> Are you watching? Are you watching this? I'm going to go under now. Oh, oh dear. Yeah, um, very nice of her. I, I quite liked the the whole like do you think i'm gonna drown i'm venetian we can swim we can all swim oh yeah that was nice it wasn't mm. nice when guido was um w- doing when- it. he goes we're venetian <laughs> it, it was his this is sparta moment yeah yes. <laughs> why, why? <laughs> they, two this, one to <laughs> this is Venice. <laughs> was that kind of weird? It was quite unexpected. I'm not not remembering anything of this. So it, I mean, this was like all practically like watching it for the first time. I, I found it quite unexpected that two of the sort of main characters died. Yeah. They bought it. Kind of expecting the happy end of, okay, so the Doc is going to reunite them, and at the end, they, we're going to have that scene where they are reunited, they're going to be happy, they see the TARDIS dematerialized, and it's like, we should probably never tell anyone this because they're going to think we're crazy. Yeah. Template ending. Do you know, when you when you say it like that, it, him then sacrificing himself for the greater good is actually really tragic because it's it's basically his daughter's died as he got nothing... To live, left for, to live for, basically. Yeah, exactly. That could have been a really poignant moment. Was it? And it <laughs> <laughs> wow, we are really hating, hating this episode. <laughs> I'm sorry, Podcast Land. If, 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 there may be people out there who are like, oh, I'm 4.8. Best episode ever. Yeah. <laughs> Love the bit when they showed the real Venice. Mm. The, the this is the point <laughs> in the episode at which I say, I, I quite enjoyed it while I watched it. Oh, oh <laughs> interesting. Really? Do you know why? Do you know why? I, maybe no. I didn't quite enjoy it for what it was. But as I was watching it, I thought the beats and the direction the story is taking, it's not quite as formulaic and template new as you might expect. I thought to myself that this might make a really good classic serial, like four episodes. Something like in, in the first part, they... they land in Venice. In the second part, they get into the house and they're rebuffed. And then in the third part, they have to think of a way to get back in and there's some ingenious mechanism. But in this episode, the Doctor just strolls back in and he's in there. And it seems to me like it could have been good if they'd had the time to make it breathe, maybe. 
except then we shat on it for an hour. <laughs> I do, but I do think the premise is really interesting. It's like, here are vampires. We know vampires. Yeah. Um, and the teeth, and the, you don't see them in the mirror. And then you get these explanations, and they are like proper sci-fi explanations for them. So the teeth is like your survival instinct. Oh, right, yeah. You see the teeth even though you don't see anything else. And the mirror thing, you, you know, you, your brain doesn't know what to put there. I don't know. They've, that they've doesn't kind make of... any sense, though. Why, does, why, does the, why does the perception like filter where is subconscious have any effect on the recipient's brain waves? <laughs> yeah, no, I'm sorry. That's a gotcha, Marie. That's oh, a gotcha. no! Why did you Drew, do that? Drew, uh, I, I, I'm going to have to give you a gotcha high five. Bang! Bang their teeth in a growl. Like when a lion growls at you, you know it's... Yeah, but if the lion is wearing a perception filter that makes him you look like a teeth. kangaroo... You just then... see his teeth. I'm... I bought that. I thought that was great. But yeah, I, and I thought it's really interesting. I, I really like it when sci-fi does that. It takes something that's quite normalized in our culture yeah. and puts a twist on it and it's like it's a it's suddenly it's an alien it's things that we've known for hundreds of years they've always been in our mythology yeah i don't know if they're real or not i mean they're probably not but um <laughs> probably more than 50 percent chance well <laughs> um, and gives that spin on it and i think it started out doing that really well and i do think up to a point i was quite enjoying it it's quite an enjoyable episode and it's just yeah. that the and it just all got a bit much for me, I think. Is it, is it just ridiculous at the end? I have a note. Francesco didn't even run once in this episode. Even when he's escaping from Amy and Rory, he just stalks moodily right past a chicken. And then there's the... <laughs> <laughs> you chicken counter. Chicken, <laughs> chicken yeah, number 17. And then he, like, disappears. That's quite, I think that's quite a nice scene when she's running and running and running and then suddenly the road ends and it's a, the canal. Yeah, that's, that's the only... quite Venetian. I was going to say, that's the only yeah. part that actually looks Venetian. That looks very Venetian. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um, and have you then been to Venice? Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, we all have. Many mm. of them. Yeah. Yeah. I've been there um, pre-dawn as well when no one was there for a wedding. Ooh. Oh. Could you have taken a wide shot and it just, just like 1580? And sent, sent it to the BBC. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Next time. Uh, th- by the, that's not the only thing that Francesco does, by the way, as in he doesn't just disappear into water. He also belly flops into water <laughs> because there is an epic belly flop. You know for a fact that he had a very jippy tummy for like a fortnight after that. <laughs> oh. I have another question. Oh, let's hear it. Why is uh, Rosanna out of breath when the perception filter goes a bit wonky? Oh, her like she's on the stairs. Were filled with no. She's on, she's okay. on the stairs and and she turns into a fish <laughs> and she slaps at it and then afterwards she's like <gasps> because she's a fish. She's supposed to be breathing water. Perception filter doesn't change that. No, no, but she's just permanently. Out I of see. Breath. So like the, the slightest effort. Yeah, exactly. I see, and that's why Francesco only walks yes. everywhere because he can't He'd run. Pass out if it was going to run. Is, oh, he is a nice. huge, super quick well, lobster creature. He is human very good. He is definitely faster than a human. Yeah, oh. before that fight scene with Rory, he just took a really deep breath. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on, yeah. here's another question about the fight scene and the fact that he is when he is on top of Rory, when when hot. yeah, very hot, <laughs> semi throughout the the <laughs> in that scene when all of a sudden the perception filter is turned off, he is huge. Mm. He's like three times the size of a human, at yeah. least three times. Why would he restrict his fighting capability to just the you know the space occupied by a human? He's just using his bottom three arms. He could just use his tail yeah. to kill Rory in one fell swoop. 
Why does he do that? Yeah. Oh, there's no one else around as well. Why don't you just switch off the perception filter and just scare like, the shit out of Rory? And then, yeah. yeah, exactly. Oh, god damn it. Okay, wait. Uh, damn it. Oh, really don't like this. All right, here's, here's another question. And I think this is a massive plot hole. Huge, huge plot that hole. That we haven't talked about it. And I really, really hope that it's not just based on something that I've completely missed. <laughs> and that both of you are not just going to go, oh, that's because 23 minutes into it, this line appears. <laughs> uh, so in their little tete-a-tete, when Doc chats with Rosanna, she just asks him, where are you from? He goes, Gallifrey. Boom. Done. Mm. And in her mind, she probably does, like, oh, you're, you're one of the few survivors of Gallifrey. In fact, she alludes to knowing that Gallifrey mm. is now gone. You're yeah, you qu- should be in a museum. Exactly. You're quite rare. Yeah. As species go, you're quite rare. But then in the next scene, she says, hang on. Soundbite. No, because I can't be bothered. I don't want to watch this one more time. I don't even want to scrub through this episode. But I've written down the quote. She refers to him as the same man who turned a whole species to cinders and ash. And she even refers to him as the doctor. How does she know who he is? Hmm. Well, 23 minutes in. (laughs) (laughs) Has she heard anyone call him Doctor? Uncle Doctor. There's Uncle Uncle Doctor, but what? I hate Uncle Doctor. Why? (laughs) (laughs) Uncle Doctor. That's the uncle who makes all the kids sit in his lap. Why? (laughs) Oh, no. That's Uncle Doctor. Even in 1580s Venice, that's not (laughs) cool. It's Christmas. Sit in my lap. You reminded me of something else that outraged me. The thing that bothered me was when... um, they go to Amy. Again, going back to the green room scene, Amy's trapped. Yeah. Like, you obviously have technology beyond these. I think they call them savages. You've got this psychic paper. Where have you come from? Yeah. Amy makes the worst joke in history and she says, oh, I'm from Ofsted. Why does she laugh? Why does Rosario? No, what's her name? He Rosanna. said it 50 yeah. Rosanna. times. Rosanna. Rosanna. Why with, does she laugh? She doesn't know what Ofsted is. Does she? She has no idea. Why would she know what Ofsted is? Uh, Don't laugh at the non-joke. I have a question. Mm. Let's hear it. The doc gets irate with Rosanna because yeah. she doesn't know <laughs> Isabella's name. Yes. Haven't we had she a running joke even where know the her name. doctor just completely forgets someone's name over and over again? Such like as Mickey, Rory's Mickey. name? Or Rory's name even. Yeah. Well, he's emasculated. Well, you mean the good looking one or the other one? Mm. Yeah, exactly. I knew it was someone he was in the process of emasculating. Yeah. So, yeah, what a hypocrite. Mm. Totally. Also, I'm sure... Because I watched all these episodes a long time ago, and I can't quite remember the order that they come in, but there's definitely points. I think it's probably Capaldi's run. There are definitely points where he doesn't remember names. He gets very callous and... Yeah, Clara gives him, like, cue cards and yeah. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's, like... I know it's out of order, so maybe... Maybe Doc before this is... You're out of order! And he remembers everybody's <laughs> name. But has the doc never remember, never forgotten a name before? Well, exactly. Sometimes he's forgotten a name as a bit. Yeah. You know, just yeah. to ruin some companion's life. Exactly. <laughs> I had another note. Well, Let's well, hear it. There's <laughs> just time for an ineffectual appeal to God. Can't go a week without that. Well, what was that? Oh, where, where, where it's, where the storm, and by the way, the storm, the oh. smoke across the sky <sighs> looks... Do you remember the poison sky and how great yes. the fiery sky looked? And we were like, that was beautiful. 
beautiful. Oh, they clearly ran out of money about half an hour into this episode. <laughs> well, yeah, because it was just, it was just too many chickens. Yeah, I mean the green screen towards the end. I'm really sorry. I don't want to pick on the the special effects because in I mean the Why fish not? monsters looked great. I mm. thought the fish monsters looked fantastic, but mm-hmm. that's where they like they just shot their load and then towards the end the green screen effect. Of, well, as in the doctor climbing up the tower. Yeah. Yeah, so spitting spritz everywhere <laughs> uh, it, against the green screen looks dreadful. Yeah. Like it, it's yeah. it's as though they made no effort to just fucking chroma key that scene. Like it's, it looks awful. Yeah. The storm, as you said, looks terrible. The, the only good thing about the storm is when it rolls back on. Oh, itself. that's beautiful. Yeah, I, I agree. That yeah. looks really really cool. Completely unnecessary because it's just it's a storm. <laughs> <laughs> if they just needed to rain, not rain upwards. Yeah. Like <laughs> what is happening? Yeah. During the storm scene, why is there one woman who, in on two occasions, screams in terror when it rains on her? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't move to Venice to get wet! <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the, the, but what I mean by the ineffectual appeal to God is, Oh, Lord Almighty, please save us from this storm! And you just know it's going to be the doctor. And then, oh. and then later on, it's like, It's the Almighty! Oh, please! And, oh, please. And then, once the doctor does all, he flicks the switch, yep. everybody's cheering. And they've all been terrified to look into the sky, but no, they're all intently watching him, just ready for the signal, the all clear. Way! Oh. Clap, 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 applause. I'm I'm so pleased that we're really really just <laughs> dropping a deuce on this episode. I've so I've I've needed a good hate moment, like a, a really good hate hour and a half. <laughs> <laughs> One more thing. Uh, let's hear it. <laughs> I quite liked the sort of conundrum that Mummy posed. Don't for the call doctor. her that. That's her name. <laughs> That's her name. I love that. Mummy turns around to the doctor and says, uh, "You have another genocide on your hands." And by the way, earlier she should have said you reduced two species to cinder and ash because well, I know that you're slide. the doctor, even though I shouldn't. Yeah. 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 And so I know about the Daleks. But she, you know, I think that's quite a good philosophical conundrum slash trolley meme. You know, like, you've just <laughs> genocided us all over again. Mm. Now you're going to have to live with that on your conscience. Did and you... then a minute later, the yeah. doctor's like, hooray, the counselling has worked. Wait, wait, sorry, what does the doctor say? Hooray, the counselling has worked. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Matt Smith. <laughs> <laughs> so did, did, did you... <laughs> okay, that is now a thing. Did you like the uh, conclusion of that scene where she goes, remember us, dream of us? Um, How cheesy cheese balls is that? Who you are, dream of us. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, oh, wow. No, just a a tiny little bit of throw up, like right in my lap. I'm done with notes. Give me some notes. Okay. William Hartnell's library card. Mm. Oh, I quite liked that. I loved it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. it's like the one redeeming quality of this episode. <laughs> we get to see William Hartnell's beautiful face in mm. it. That's amazing. It made me think a little bit of, of um, this is going to sound wildly irrelevant, but it made me think a little bit of, um, was it The Force Awakens? <laughs> is it The Force Awakens? <laughs> okay, this is a leak. No, wait, wait, sorry, 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 sorry. It made me think a little bit of Rogue One. It's <laughs> <laughs> an even bigger leap. So here's why. Explain. <laughs> yeah. Explain. <laughs> <laughs> Make sense of this. <laughs> so in Rogue One, mm. Peter Cushing, former doctor, long dead, shows up, CGI'd to the hilt. Yeah. And while watching Rogue One, I was thinking, like, wait, hang on, does this mean that Disney owns 
Cushing. <laughs> like, the, do they own the image I was of Cushing? I having this debate about whether it was okay to use like his likeness. It's not footage he's shot before. It's Cushing. You, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, like, is this okay? Making him say words that he's never said before. So presumably, this is how Bojack Horseman won an Oscar. <laughs> <laughs> so, so presumably, Disney owns the rights to the character that Cushing portrayed, yeah. and Cushing in his contract said something like, "Yes, I will return to reprise." Blah blah, and some just shitty lawyer at some point just said we can legally interpret that to mean that we can reproduce the image of Cushing to uh, reprise this role. In this one, William Hartnell shows up and I'm wondering if like I didn't look at the end credits, but I'm almost wondering if like should Hartnell get a was he credited? Yeah. No, I don't think so. But like I'm almost wondering if like is it like obviously Hartnell would love this. I'm yeah. assuming he would absolutely he would love this, but I, I'm 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 wondering if like do do we need to as the BBC do we need to consult the the William Hartnell estate? Like, is it okay to have him return? I don't think so because like if you if you've got like a picture of the Queen in the background, you don't get her permission. It, I wonder if the that. Queen is is the Queen maybe an exception though? Because there are so many, like if you have money in any scene, or like you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Stamps or money, then mm. the queen is just going to appear in it. So I, I wonder if maybe the queen is like that one exception. But, but if it was any other celebrity, like if we just had Sean Connery in the background, would you? Yeah, is that not? I mean, it's not even like necessarily. I, I, okay, William Hartnell wasn't in this. It was a photo, was a photo of William Hartnell. Yeah. But is it? Is and there it's still probably like, a photo that Doctor Who like own, like the BBC owned? He was wearing the clothes, yeah, right? It was, it was like a yeah. It wasn't like a family photo. Exactly. Yeah. But is there still like even on just a moral plane? Do we need to ask for? Do we need to grant moral royalties to to the the Hartnell estate? Is is it is it a, is it weird that we're just bringing someone from the mm. past who is no longer with us into the show? I in no way disapprove. By the way, I was so thrilled to see William Hartnell in this, and I'm so happy that he's still in Doctor Who. Yeah. In fact, yeah. we've even seen him in Capaldi. There's an episode where there's a portrait of William Hartnell. As we're going to see him at Christmas. Yeah, we are. Sort of. Not played by William Hartnell. Yeah. No, but, the but first I Doctor. bet there will be some archive footage do you think so i i well i don't, I don't I think so i do, oh do you know what i think oh fuck wait hang on say your thing first Here's well, just, my, just then the, my fear just in the trailer because going on the trailer alone they start off with william hartnell making a speech and then it morphs into is it philip bradley is that his name david bradley david bradley yeah well yeah done. it just morphs into him really yeah i've not seen the trailer, trailer. again Dude, i'm trying answer? to avoid spoilers <laughs> i'm not watching <laughs> these things oh so that's why you didn't read my essay well now there's an explanation <laughs> i did read your essay oh, okay <laughs> <laughs> Ladies okay. and gents, you need to read his essay. Yeah, you say your thing, say your thing, say your thing. Okay, so here's my fear that David Bradley, that the BBC is going to reshoot Hartnell scenes with David Bradley in them. Ooh. That's my fear. Do you know what? They could reshoot lost scenes. They don't want to see that. Wiped mm. scenes. Oh, that happily. That's super duper happily. But if there's footage that actually exists of Hartnell as the first doctor. But why would they reshoot? Because you don't want to have two different actors playing the same character in a fifty-minute special. But what are they going to? Uh, are they going to do flashbacks to an earlier episode? Why, well, why I don't know. They Maybe it's that like old episode. I, I don't know. You know, you who knows? This is Doctor Who. Maybe Capaldi's going to travel back in time or forward in time or wherever. He's traveling to the web planet. He's going to see mm-hmm. Hartnell interacting with the Zombie, and instead yeah. of Hartnell interacting with the Zombie, he's going to see. Just at a distance, he's not interacting with Hartnell, interacting with the Zobie, but at a distance, yeah. he sees Bradley interacting with the Zobie. What, yeah. it'll, what it'll be, what it'll be is... That, that would make is, me sad. 
Hartnell will be interacting with Azabi, and then there'll be some throwaway line that was actually in one of the serials, like, I'm just going to go, go over here now. And he will, and yeah. that's never explained, because that's a line flub, or the, the producer just never picked up on it, and it was uh, An it. edge of discretion moment. Yes, exactly. And <laughs> Moffat, Moffat will turn what seemed like a loose end into something that is integral to this plot. Ah, oh, that would be so cool if he does that. Though. That I would be yeah. super that happy with. That would be with. amazing, yeah. And I bet you that it, not just we, but tons and tons of nerds uh, with access to microphones and RSS feeds around the world <laughs> will say, did they already know that this was coming in 1964? <laughs> because you said that there are times when Hartnell sort of wibbled and wobbled in and out of the role. So, you know, he could just explain one of his lost weeks as, yeah, I was on the planet hanging with Capaldi. Huh. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, he went on holiday a, a bunch of times. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> this week, no Hartnell. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. Yeah, yeah, there were, there were a few. I mean, I, I, I think I, I feel slightly bad laughing about it. I, I think there's a health yeah, aspect to yeah. it. But there were there were tons of it. I mean, there are so many. Even now, there are at, more seldom. But still, there are moments where you go like, why was there no companion in this one episode? Yeah. Mm, like, uh, the, what's the Diamond Planet one called? Midnight. Midnight. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's she a doctor the episode. Spa. No, she was in the Bahamas just getting a tan. Yeah, yeah. Just enjoying herself. <laughs> a holiday. Exactly. Um, I was thinking, the, doc, the William Hartnell thing, I was sort of mm-hmm. thinking if you've been involved in a series and that footage is from the series, yeah. then I don't have the problem with them reusing it. And I think he probably would have loved it. And I... And I think that it's a really nice little nod. And then I suddenly thought, what would, what if it had been Christopher Eccleston? In the 50th, for instance, when there are 13 doctors. Because they don't, like, he doesn't, he doesn't come back. He's not happy. He, I don't know. He's the one bit of ex-doctor. Yeah, for whatever reason. For whatever reason, he didn't return. They just, like, cropped his image into that lineup. Yeah. Yeah. And if they're just going to splash his image in it, does that feel a bit, a bit weird? in a way that completely annuls my point because there are several parts of classic and new who where you get like eh, we know you you are the doctor and then montage of every actor yeah, who's ever played yeah. the doctor so and very possibly that's even the same shot of hartnell that we get to see in this one yeah but still you know it's still i mean it both warms the heart and goes like is this okay yeah. i mean he hmm. would say yes but should we still ask him maybe they did Maybe, know. yeah. Ouija board. I read a thing... Um, <laughs> <laughs> the, his estate. Um, I read a thing about Chris Ruxton. It was an interview recently, and it was when he's going to appear back in Doctor Who. And it was a total clickbait headline. And I clicked on it, and it said... <laughs> uh, <laughs> we baited Marie. <laughs> yeah, we Busted. Said I'll be around <laughs> for the 100th anniversary episode, which oh. will make him like 96 or something, so... Oh. Maybe well, not how Tom Baker did that. that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He wasn't that old, was he? Tom Baker no. is 324 years old. <laughs> <laughs> and he look he doesn't look a day over 70. Yeah. 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 <laughs> oh, Tom Baker's such a dude. Mm. Uh, <laughs> okay, sh- shall we go to the final notes? Yes. Our joint final notes. Let's do it. Well Together. done. <laughs> so, uh, go for it, go for it. Okay. I didn't like it when the doctor and Sororian says, what can you hear? And he goes, all I can hear is silence. Like that. And, and like... all of the audio cuts out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hello, darkness. And then they both pop into the TARDIS. It just seems like it's such a crammed in there. 
It's yeah. not a natural line. But w- when you're also thinking like, guys, don't go. Like all of the sound just disappeared. Yeah, this like, is huge. Something <laughs> just stay where you are. Happening. <laughs> stay here and find out why everybody, <laughs> even the chickens have stopped cooking. Like find out yeah. what's happening here. Yeah. Yeah. You um, saw some watery tarts acting weirdly across a canal <laughs> and you thought that was worth investigating. <laughs> but the world going mute is just completely fine with you. No one would, like, it, it's so unnatural to yeah. say all I hear is silence. Yeah. Like, is that meant to be equivalent to I can't hear anything of notes? Like, well, sure, yeah. This doesn't seem special but to me. It's not. It's just a reference to the silence, which has been referred to time and time again. Yeah. And we've had it again that whoever the alien foe is, they are aware of the silence, and it's only the doctor that has no clue what the silence is. Yeah. doesn't know. Exactly. exactly. Bingo bongo. Yeah. And, um, and the other thing is how the silence is referred to is, like, it's spoilery, so I won't <laughs> say too much, but from what the silence ends up being, how they talk about it, it just, it doesn't fit. Like, it should... Surely yeah. at this point they know what the silence will be, and they should be clever enough to... You can use the word silence and be vague enough that we th- imagine it being one thing, because that's the idea, is we imagine silence is coming. I, I think what I picture is the never-ending story, basically. Like I've not seen it. Feel <gasps> free to spoil it. I don't give a shit. Oh, my God, what? You have. No. What? Oh, my well Jesus. Okay, fine. I, I was just watching Yogi's First Christmas over and over again. Mm-hmm. Oh, dude. Uh, Drew, do you want to come over one of these nights and not watch Neverending Story again? Let's do that. <laughs> yeah, let's not watch that again together. <laughs> fine. It's like the best kids film ever. You should definitely, definitely watch Better it. Better than Labyrinth. No, Better. I'm not going to finish that. Do you know what, though? But I, on a par with Labyrinth, I would say. <laughs> really? Well, I haven't seen seriously. Labyrinth either. Oh! <laughs> what? Okay, that that cannot stand. Like I know, I know, I know. I, know. Oh I, 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 I want to watch it. I Rectify want to watch that it. right now. For David Bowie, I want to watch it. Let's but, like, but stop never this podcast to, and put Not it on. only David Bowie, but Danny John Jules. Nothing Jules. can stop this oh podcast. God. Yes. Wait, who? Danny John Jules, cat from Red Dwarf. Oh, really? Yes. What? I think he's the voice of a puppet. But nevertheless. You know what? Uh, that doesn't beat David Bowie for me in oh, terms of like yeah. reasons to watch Labyrinth. David Bowie's crotch is the reason. Cat from Labyrinth. Red Dwarf is in it. <laughs> David Bowie is in it. Hmm. <laughs> but anyway, anyway. Cat really tipped the scales for me. <laughs> when you were a kid and you're watching another one in the story. Yeah. And Remember the, it vividly. The, <laughs> it's like the nothing comes and it is like Ooh. everything's being eaten away and your your existence is in danger and everything just Ooh, like the ink thief with richard o'brien it's fantastic it's so good wait what now <laughs> this is reference heavy but that, that's a deep cut Ooh, any ink thief fans out there get in touch hands up everyone <laughs> <laughs> basically i'm just begging richard o'brien to follow me on twitter like, oh yeah i'm i'm well aware of it drew <laughs> <laughs> sorry marie please do continue but no, like that. I think that's when, whenever they talk about the silence, that's what I picture. And then when we get the resolution at the end of the series, that's not what the silence is. And it would, I think it would be really nice to look back through the episodes and go, oh, I read it wrong. And actually, you were referring to this. And I think in this episode, it doesn't refer to what the silence actually is. It, it doesn't fit. It's a bit. But, but there are also references to them running away from um, uh, the crack in, uh, in the universe. Yeah. Right? Like she says, like, oh, there were, there were certain cracks. There were some cracks that were as large as the skies and some cracks that were tiny but yeah. still powerful and yeah. yada, yada, yada. Like, very scary. Mm. And 
that then, as far as I recall, and admittedly my recollection of this is rather hazy and based almost solely on the 50th anniversary, yeah. but that also does not pan out. Like, their impression of what this, the crack in, in the universe is is not entirely accurate. Yeah. So maybe this is, it's not just the Doctor not knowing what the silence is, it's no one really knowing what's going on. Yeah. There's something huge and cat- potentially cataclysmic and everyone's sort of assuming the worst, but no one really knows how and why and, yeah. and who. Is that why I've never been able to really get a handle on the silence? Because it's just so wildly inconsistent. I think so, yeah. Okay, I'm going to stop blaming myself. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I, I think I remember being quite disappointed when I found out what the silence was. It doesn't... It's, it's been built up for so long. From episode one, it just gets built on and built on and built on. And it, it can almost... It can never be good enough. Yeah. Like... Whatever you're imagining. Well, I, I say yeah, but I don't remember the build-up. Mm. I remember the outcome. I remember who yeah. the silence, you know, actually. But you're seeing the build-up now. You're seeing yeah. every alien race is terrified of it. Yeah. And but we don't. Uh, I mean, in 2000, and when is this? Ten. 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 2010. <laughs> uh, we don't know who they are. No. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty exciting stuff. Yeah. No, it is. And mm. I and I think I love it. I do love it. I just wish it had more consistency. Yeah. Yeah. What was it? Did I cover all of your points? Was that your... Yeah. I, I mean, I, I would say yes, absolutely. That's... That was... I thought that was my final one. Actually, I did have one more, but technically it's not really about this. About this. <laughs> uh, I had one more note and, okay. and it is... Just got to get the last word in. No, no, no. Oh, sorry. You know what? <laughs> Fuck it. I'm, I'm going to leave it. No, do it, do it. <laughs> Okay, uh, yeah, re- re- okay, fine. Reading this is the the bottom row. I didn't I didn't like check mark it. That's why I didn't see it. But like so uh, the very very last thing that I've written is next time the dream lord with Toby freaking Jones. Thank God. Hey. Ne- yeah, I'm excited oh. about next week actually. I just want to get away from this episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was so pleased. Wait, what has happened with my favorite show in the entire universe? Mm. And then all of a sudden we get to see to- Toby Jones being super duper creepy yeah. it's, like, oh, it's all fine this was just a temporary lapsus it's okay just a blip yeah exactly <laughs> hey, hey hey guys guess what what, 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 what? I've been holding a note back yeah, yeah! I it. like how this ep ends with us diving through the TARDIS's Yale lock some might say the most <laughs> integral crucial piece of the TARDIS Leon how's your TARDIS coming along <laughs> oh wow oh that's very kind of you to bring up uh with the exception of the Yale lock. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the TARDIS is done. Oh, if you want to see a picture of it, look me up on Twitter, at Ponkin. I have pinned this tweet and I will pin it for all eternity. It is the, the photo of my TARDIS. So it's entirely complete, but for this one thing. <laughs> but for the lock. Uh, unfortunately, yeah, I mean, it, it's Tuesday now and last Sunday, two days ago, I, I finished the work on the TARDIS, with the exception of the lock, because my fucking drill ran out of battery oh. halfway through drilling the lock hole oh. and it like the sun sets at 4 30 nowadays so um yeah uh, i i didn't get to charge my goddamn drill in time <laughs> to finish the bloody thing it's gonna take another couple of weeks until i have another full day of sunrise <laughs> in oxford oh, so going on holiday but um but yeah yeah yeah, yeah she's done Yay! oh my god there's a tortoise Sorry to single out Drew for this, but I have to say yes. that this was one of the loveliest things. When you and, and your better half came around to uh, just the other day, after the TARDIS was finished, save the yellow log, 
<laughs> the first thing that you did was the uh, reenactment of uh, most companions running around the TARDIS, going like, but, but it's smaller on the outside, it's bigger on the inside, what is this? Like, oh. It was amazing to oh. see. Yeah, I was like, oh, yeah. Oh. yeah. That was my friend over there, he was like doing the rose thing, it was great. Oh, I I it's great, it's, it's a great prop, that. and it will be in all the videos. Every yeah. single video. Uh, do not expect us to shoot any videos without a TARDIS, mm-hmm. at least for a while. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I would have done that had there not been a stepladder in the middle of it and it was picked black when it <laughs> arrived. <so. laughs> yeah, there's just a stepladder inside it right now. Yeah. It's not bigger on the inside. <laughs> <laughs> you mean it's not another dimension? It is the same size. Oh. oh. Did you like. Uh, I did. Rory, Rory having done some research? Smart. Yeah. 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 Rory, Refusing to impress Rory. the doctor. Yeah. Damn right. Yeah. Mm. Done, Rory. Rory. Stand up for yourself, Rory. Really? Well done. I love Rory. Uh, Rory, even. I'm going to go on record and say Rory's only going to get better from here on in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, Amy and also Matt Smith. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Matt Smith was, was great in this episode, but I wish he would stop shouting at people. And now it is time to rate this. Did we love or hate this? Bing bong, bing bong, hey, la 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 la. Ratings. I um, <laughs> really didn't like this episode on any of what any of the three <laughs> occasions I've watched it. Um, trying to find positives, I do think I like the concept. I think that the idea of aliens like posing as vampires is very good. Um, but Amy is a complete cow. <laughs> um, uh, they treat Rory po- really poorly, and I love Rory, and they're, they're so mean to him, and I don't like that at all. Um, and all the other things we've discussed. And so I basically, <laughs> don't know, I was looking at the lowest scores I've given out so far. I think I gave a 0.9 to something, and. Oh, this is gonna be good. Do I, do I match it or do I go below it? It was it was Victory of the Daleks I really didn't like. Oh wow. Hmm. What did you say you give you gave it? That was a zero point nine. Zero point nine. This has gotta be worse. <gasps> I'm going I'm just gonna wow. I'm just gonna nudge under it because you've gotta have room to go, so I'm just gonna go zero point nine. I love how extreme you wow. always <laughs> are. Oh this is great. Can I, <laughs> Can I go next? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> The only way that I can possibly top that mini-review is by going slightly above that <laughs> uh, in terms of ratings. Um, I agree with what you said about like uh, retelling the vampire myth mm. through sci-fi, like having an alien that has maybe been misinterpreted as a vampire by humans throughout the centuries. Love that idea. Mm. But here's the thing. I want that episode. I want that episode. Desperately want that vampire episode. Alien You'll vampire never episode. get it now because it's been done. It's too late. Yeah. You're right. Oh, well, presumably. But what I want that episode to be is I want it to be a stere- like a stereotypical vampire, like a gothic story. I mm. want it to be a dark gothic story set in a castle somewhere, like basically set in Transylvania. That's what I want. Yeah. And then I want a separate Venice story that has all of the stereotypes of Venice. I want the carnival. I, I want gondolas. I, mm. I want Venice. Right? Actual Venice landmarks. Yeah. yeah, I want the Kodak moments of Venice. We didn't even get to see the fucking Rialto Bridge in this one. We mm. didn't get to see the Doge's Palace. We didn't see, get to see Saint-Marc. All the things that even if you don't know where they are in Venice, when you see them, your mind automatically goes Venice. Like yeah. all those Kodak moments. Rather than gondolas. 
Yeah, but even I mean, we, we didn't, didn't even get that. We didn't get vo- gondolas in this. We got the word gondola. Yeah, we exactly. There were gondolas in the beginning, establishing shots, and then they disappeared. <laughs> oh, see, I don't. I, I'm not going to count that. Uh, but yeah, so so that's number one. Guido ferried them around in a gondola. Was that a gondola? I don't even. Yeah, actually, you know what? It, it was a gondola because it had the little the the tip the the thing that it has the size and shape and the number of the islands of Venice. What a fucking yeah. who gives a shit? This episode is so bad. Uh, so it, anyway, uh, on top of that, all the logical inconsistencies. The it's day, no, it's night, no, it's day, no, it's night again. It, that stuff it really got to me, and the fact that it was so incredibly obvious that they basically just ran out of budget halfway through or two thirds of the way through. I'm not getting quite as low as you. Go on. 1.5. Oh. And that's only because the, I agree with you as, again. I like some of the concepts and I like the, the ideas of, I even like the idea of, minus the incest. I like the idea of like, oh, our species needs to thrive and yeah, blah, blah. Yeah. That's great. Now subtract the incest and don't put it in Venice and don't make them fake vampire fish and don't do these and don't do these things and, and maybe you can fix this, but probably not. And in fact, just salvage some of these ideas and bring them forward 20 years to a different plot idea that maybe you can turn into an audiobook. Mm. Done. I love it. <laughs> Thanks, BBC. <laughs> In an alternate universe, I really like this episode. (laughs) That's it, 1.5. Drew, you're up. Oh, actually, sorry, 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 sorry. Can I just say? Sorry, um... Not in my notes, but in par- like just to note the the gothic episode, we've had an equivalent of this with werewolves. There was the episode Tooth and Claw. It was a tenant episode where we had it, it was the lupine hemovaria form. Thank you, wavelength hemovaria form. Sorry, form. that that was it was that was done right. Mm. That was was it? I don't remember you liking. That no, no, it's there. a shit. <laughs> it, it's a shit episode. But the 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 way that you take a werewolf and you transplant it and you implant it into sci-fi yeah. that bit was done right so the setting was still gothic it was set in a castle it was always dark it was always nighttime it could very well have been a werewolf story apart from this one plot line like that threaded it through into sci-fi land where it's like oh wait hang on actually it's a space alien and if we use this sci-fi gadget we'll defeat it yeah that's what you should have done yeah. now remove the werewolf insert a vampire done yeah make it a fish from that's space. one way of doing it all right let's hear it okay you've got I've- a better idea one of my notes is, ooh, they could be worse than vampires. Ooh. And that came true, but not in the way I expected. <laughs> 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 there are good bits in this episode, but they are on the level of single lines, and that's not enough when everything about it is just <laughs> ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, if we watch this again, we could probably generate another hour of flubs and fudges. Probably. Just (laughs) terrible (laughs) missteps. So, I think you're pretty close to where I was going to go, Leon. Oh, yeah? I did... I, uh, obviously, because I always do, because I'm facile. I enjoyed it at the time. <laughs> but, you know, no. Okay, I'm going to go with 1.6. 1.6? Just to be slightly different, but yeah, I think I think 1.6 is good. You have a big heart, sir. You didn't want to <laughs> bridge the gap. Nah, nah, you're out on your own. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Too harsh. <laughs> Oh, wait, wait. What about when Amy does the... We, we talked about it so briefly, but she in an alley with no sunlight, she somehow collects enough with her 
phone or her makeup oh, no, her mirror. Compact, uh, yeah, her yeah. compact. And that is enough to completely destroy a thrice size human prawn. That's got a knockoff off uh, of did, did you also. Yeah. Ooh, you're tempting me. <laughs> did, did you also think of, like, oh, wait, hang on. So the female companion uses a makeup implement to, dis- uh, to dispatch the alien foe? Goodness, yes. Mm. Oh, go on then. 1.4. Yeah. Oh, 1.4. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sticking at 1.5, by the way. <laughs> it's it's a pretty low score. <laughs> Shall we have a listen to some uh, listener minis? Oh, yeah. Listener minis. So we have four listener mini reviews this week. Holy smokeronies and cheesecakes. Thank uh, you, podcast land. <laughs> thank you very much. Fourfold. <laughs> <laughs> so, Marie, you're up. I'm Go up, for it. I'm up. Who's this first one from? Tracy Bell America. <laughs> Hello, Tracy. Hi, Tracy. Uh, so, Tracy says... Oh, I've got my phone. <laughs> <laughs> Spritz, ladies and gentlemen. Spritz, very appropriate drink, by the way, given that it is the Venetian uh, cocktail. I did think that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <sighs> Venice, vampires... Amy is a jerkwad. No need for a question mark, Tracy. <laughs> Full stop that Full sentence. Stop. <laughs> Exclamation point. Amy is a jerkwad, period. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Amy. If you're interested in polyamory, you have to talk to your current partner first. That's like 101. This episode sees Amy constantly acting like a jerk and Rory annoyed the entire time. I can hardly blame him. Amy nearly threw away their entire relationship for a taste of Time Lord. And, okay, yes. While that does sound exciting, Rory is clearly devoted to her. Why is she so keen on jeopardizing that? Things only get worse when they discover Madame Calvieri's special school for fanged teenagers. (laughs) Rory was expecting a romantic getaway, and instead they're thrown into danger. No wonder Rory jokes about losing their wedding hall deposit. This is a lot for him to take in. I don't think he's joking. <laughs> oh, Rory. I, I don't think so either. No, me neither. No. Well, Sad. Oh, break my heart. <laughs> but when it becomes clear the danger Amy has walked into, Rory has some hard words for the doctor about the risk he puts on others. And some callbacks. The setting and supernatural is real theme reminded me of the Shakespeare Code. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, while the ending, during which Doc climbs to the roof in a thunderstorm to disable a thing, reminds me of what Punkin called it, Daleks Take Manhattan? Again, yes. Yeah, uh, yeah. got that one. Did I call it that? <laughs> oh, awesome. I don't know. I'm so clever. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> questions. Why does Madame Calvieri die of jumping in the water disguised as a human while her son did not? <gasps> True. Oh, yeah, because what mm, all of their bit. hungry offspring or her hungry offspring is just in this one tiny bit of canal. I think maybe they only eat devour women. Oh, mm. sexist fish aliens. <laughs> <laughs> and are we meant to understand that the 10,000 husbands just live, live in the Venetian canals eating people until they die of old age? Don't drink the water. Don't drink yeah, the water. don't in general. <laughs> like uh, fish aliens or not. Yeah. <laughs> And why, at the end, does Amy act like their successful bonding was somehow her idea? Because she's a jerkwad. Period. (laughs) (laughs) Jerk. Rating, bubblegum. Very accurate rating. (laughs) Thank you, Tracy. Thank you very much. Uh, If you want to follow Tracy on Twitter, and I'm sure you do, she can be found at Yekotnyatnuf, that is Fountain Tracy, backwards. 
The next mini is from Michael Ridgway. Hello, Michael. Hi, Michael. Michael begins optimistically. This episode, <laughs> <laughs> this episode and season is a lot better than I remember it being. Maybe the bad Eleventh Doctor episodes, Rings of a Carton, <laughs> stink the good stuff out. Lots of snappy one-liners and funny and poignant moments. I agree with you, Michael, to mm. a degree. Fake Venice looks great. I agree to Ooh. disagree. Oh wow! Can we rearrange that sentence to Venice looks? Fake. <laughs> Great what? Venice looks Great fake. Venice looks fake. <laughs> Rory's relationship with Amy and the Doctor tingles with tension. With hindsight, two seasons later, Amy and Rory are the most well-developed companions in who history, besides Ace, the Seventh Doctor's companion. <laughs> nitpicks, nitpicks, Michael. Why the whole Amy undercover charade to get access to the school? The Doctor sneaks in easily twice. He totally could have saved Isabella. Why kill Isabella instead of turning her into a fish vampire? The Doctor's policy on which aliens he lets claim asylum on Earth is totally contradictory and would not stand up to legal challenge. The Silurians and Zygons are allowed to stay. Why not fish vampires? Why does the sonic screwdriver not work on an actual lock? Bingo bongo. Why do their perception filters work on other fish vampires? Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's such a good point. <laughs> Why does Signora Calvieri take her cloak off at the end if her clothes are a perception? Yep. <laughs> Check. <laughs> Valid. <laughs> Why do the fish vampires need to sink Venice? Why do they swim off into the Atlantic? <laughs> yes. Yes, goddamn huge check. Has <laughs> yeah. Doctor Who been to Atlantis? Just go there. Yeah, several times. <laughs> yeah. Several times. <laughs> Who is cheering the doctor as he turns off the weather machine? Yes, Michael, yes! <laughs> that psychic paper is increasingly a liability. Why not just fake some actual papers? <laughs> <laughs> Overall, enjoyable stuff. And stands proudly alongside classic Who vampire serials, including the Seventh Doctors, Mega Awesome, Curse of Fenric, Zombie Vampire Viking. Really looking forward to that one. Fourth Doctor Creepfest, State of Decay, and Bonkers First Doctor Story... The Chase. <laughs> oh, I love The Chase. Where the Daleks battle Count Dracula and Frankenstein's monster yep. in a serial that should be declared a cure for depression. Yeah. Michael gives us an actual numerical rating. 3.4 out of 5 gallons of fish vampire love juice. Oh, sexy. And that's why you don't drink the water. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, well done. <laughs> Leon, it's about time you had a shot at this. Oh, next up, we have Trenton, Trenton Bless. Hello, Trenton. That's Bless with two S's. Tis. <laughs> Trenton goes, vampires, we haven't seen that before. We have, I'll explain later. But this is so unique. They aren't your average vampires. They're fish vampires. Wow, they're a great monster of the week. Matt Smith was the gateway doctor for me. I started watching the show in 2013, right at the tail end of his run. I loved the relationship he had with Amy and Rory. A wonderful thing. Doctor Who is no stranger to Venice either. The Stones of Venice from Big Finish is great. Listen to it. Seriously. And I love how well Venice is handled. <laughs> okay. uh, trending goes on. Especially since they didn't film in Venice. Aha! Busted. They filmed in Croatia. So this was Zagreb. <laughs> Not Budapest. <laughs> or Prague. Or Prague. <laughs> but Croatia. <laughs> they filmed in Croatia. It's amazing how they pulled it off. Is it? Is it? Okay. Well, uh, agree to disagree. <laughs> the vampire girls are a scream with their bonces backcombed like Fenella Fielding in Carry On Screaming. 
I must admit, I yawn at aliens disguised as humans. We've seen it so many times now, and Whithouse has used this device in Torchwood, in brackets, Toshiko's lesbian affair with the shapeshifter, and in Nostalgic Who, school reunion, bat-like Krillotanes disguised as teachers. Good point. But his script delivers lots of heroics and funny moments for the Doctor, Amy and Rory. A goofy Mr. Ordinary, Rory grounds the drama in a way that ethereal Amy can't and is a welcome addition to the TARDIS crew. Matt Smith, Karen Gillan, and Arthur Donovan have forged a dynamic, quirky threesome. (laughs) Overall, this story is pretty good. Not my favorite, but it's great. 3.2 out of 5, says Trenton. Holy smokes. So, we are against the grain quite considerably. Quite quite clearly. Oh, wow. (laughs) Podcast land, please don't don't stop listening to us. <laughs> I personally, I, I mean, we've said this before on the show. I, I I love it when we really clash with the the ratings in in uh, the mini reviews. Normally, we clash the other way around, though. Like normally, we love an episode and people just hate it, and we are alone in our love and, and adoration of an episode. It's quite nice. Like I, I enjoy this. I feel like I'm bringing you guys down. <laughs> <laughs> You might be a bit. <laughs> I do apologize. There's some really good episodes coming up. I'm gonna like I'm gonna have high ratings soon. <laughs> well, the next one looks amazing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I haven't seen that one. I am really looking forward to that. I've heard about how good and creepy that one is. Really? Yeah, yeah. Oh. Just culture in general. I just general. got a sense. <laughs> like, I, I was, I was, I was upset that I missed that one in 2010. Um. I am. Buzzing. Yeah. It, it features the the Dream Lord, who is a, a sort of I don't know if it's uh, technically correct to say a pseudo doctor. Yeah, exactly. Like, uh, yeah, I, I love that idea. That's pretty exciting stuff. Uh, anyway, hang on, Trenton. Thank you very much. Keep him coming, people. If you want to follow Trenton on Twitter, you can. He is at Trenton Bless. That is Bless with two S's. That's right. Bingo Bongo. Next up, we have. Kyle Rath, the sinister super spy. Hello, Kyle. We're all going to take Kyle in this episode because Leon did it as solo last time. Oh, I did, didn't I? Yes, you did. Oh, I did. Yes, there's a beautiful symmetry to this, yes. Aww. Hi, Kyle. So, Kyle says, The Doctor takes Amy and Rory away on a romantic destination getaway in beautiful Venice, 1580. Unfortunately, the Queen of Space Piranhas has taken refuge from the silence in the murky Venetian waters. <laughs> And along with Prince Creepy Britches, is converting <laughs> young women into potential breeding stock. Mummy. <laughs> the doctor doesn't go in for that sort of thing, especially when a girl's name is forgotten. So as fathers die for their daughters and sons see the light, it all kind of gets resolved with the flick of a switch. Kyle goes on, I wasn't crazy about this episode when it first aired, but on rewatch, I realized just how good it actually is. It ties in nicely with the overall series arc and the chemistry between Helen McCrory, Rosanna, (laughs) and Matt Smith could have been the entire episode. Agreed. It was so good, for the most part. I enjoyed the Amy-Rory side story, even if I still feel like she treats him like an accessory at times. The first Doctor makes a neat appearance, and as always, Matt Smith is on point with his delivery, whether serious or comedic. Nice, ominous ending to cap it all off. Kyle concludes with another numerical rating. 3.9 out of 5. 
Carl says, points off for the steampunk declimatizer ending that reminded me too much of the evolution of the Daleks, and no one ever wants that. Uh. But Whithouse is my favorite new Who writer, so I digress. Also, I feel badly for Lucy, and I hope she sorted her diabetes. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Kyle, you have a huge heart. (laughs) <laughs> Yet another brilliant mini. Holy smokeroonies and cheesecakes. Do we need to re-watch this episode? And without possi- Marie. <laughs> yeah, without Marie and possibly re-evaluate our rating. I don't know. I think Marie is justified, but also these guys, they, they concentrate on the positive points. There are positive points there. They yeah. are just swamped. Yeah. I, I mean, we have given a lot of New Who a lot of high ratings. Yeah. Like I say, there, there are some really good episodes coming up. Like I know there are there are certain ones of Matt Smith's era that are so going to be so high. I haven't caught all this. I'm drunk and rambling now. I don't yeah, know. I, mean, <laughs> I, this, this I feel you. I know what you mean. Uh, like, Is that spritz? There are some incredible episodes coming up. Um, just this wasn't one of them for me. I I don't know if he said this during our class review. But uh, at the very least, off record, Flaps, Flapjack. Mm. The Flaphammer. The Flaphammer, former co-host on this show, has said that Matt Smith is, and he's been watching New Who, like, over, he's seen it like four times straight yeah, through yeah. the past few couple of years or whatever. Matt Smith is, according to him, the best doctor. Do you know, I think I agree. I think, because I, yeah, well, as soon as we started going back through these again and watching them again, I just remembered why I loved him so much. I think he's fantastic. Um, and he has the best story arc, and he has some of the best episodes, and I think he probably is my favourite Doctor. Hmm. Yeah. I still need to be reminded of his story arc. Yeah. But as just his performance yeah. is spectacular. Yeah. Absolutely. He's amazing. He's so alien. Yeah. Perfect. Hmm. Mm. Is that it? I think that's it. Is that really all we've got in us? Two hours and 19 minutes? <laughs> <laughs> Holy smokes. Well, uh, <laughs> would you like to follow us on, pod- uh, on podcast? Would you like to follow us on Twitter, Podcast Land? Oh, yes, you say? What a spectacular <laughs> coincidence. Uh, Drew, you're on Twitter, aren't you? Yes, I'm one of those tweety blokes. <laughs> I can be found at Drew back when. Excellent branding. You can follow me as well. I am Adponkin. You know how to spell that, I'm assuming. Cool. Rad. <laughs> See you there. High five me. I'll high five you back. And Marie isn't on Twitter. What's wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but you can still contact Marie. Uh, just uh, send an email to whobackwhen at gmail.com and we'll pass it along. In fact, send any email you like to whobackwhen at gmail.com. I'm sure we'll be doing more uh, mailbag episodes in future. We've already got more mailbag episode three material. So, yeah, looking forward to that. So next up on Who Back When, we will uh, most likely be reviewing a classic serial, and, and next in line is Carnival of Monsters. <laughs> that sounds great. That's a wonderful right? title, yeah. Carnival of Monsters. <laughs> I really want to watch that one. <laughs> oh, join us. Maybe join I, us. Maybe I will. <laughs> maybe this is it. <laughs> and uh, after that, a new Who review. What's that going to be? Uh, I believe it's going to be Amy's Choice. Ooh. Uh, which I one? wonder what she'll choose. Ooh. It Probably not a Rory. Very one. Oh, <laughs> oh, Rory. So sad. Uh, ladies and gents of Podcast Land, thank you so much for listening. You've been a wonderful audience. Until the next time, rock on, be rad and excellent to each other, and cha ciao. Bye bye. <laughs> <laughs> Toodles. <laughs> Kablamo. 
Did you enjoy the show? Then please do what the cosmos compels you to and spread the gospel of who back when. Tell your friends. Don't have any friends? No problem. Oh, tell some strangers. Like us on Facebook. That's facebook.com slash who back when. All in one word. Are you on Google Plus? Find us on Google Plus. That's plus who back when. And when you do, tell us why you're on Google Plus. Who back when just got its very own Twitter account? No lie. So give us a follow. You guessed it. That's at who back when. All in one word. Check us out on SoundCloud. Vote us up on Reddit. Listen to us on Stitcher. And head on over to our website, whobackwhen.com, where you can leave a comment, submit a review of your own, and peruse our visual index of aliens, monsters, and more, which increases in Kablamos with every episode. And lastly, give us a rating and review on iTunes. Not only would it make us super chuffed, and it really, really would, but as thanks, we will transmigrate your iTunes nom de plume into the credit list of trailers for fake Doctor Who audiobooks produced by Who Back When. Have a poke around our bonus episode make more sense of that. That's it. Rock on and be rad and excellent to each other. Catch your earballs in our next classic Who Review, New Who Review, or, still funny, Audio Who Review. Cha-chow. Who back when? Oh, man. Oh, we nailed it. We yeah. nailed it. Did we? <laughs> 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 it was great. We just slated it for two hours. <laughs>